Welcome everybody to Mog Talk episode 214. Today is January 2nd, 2021. So congratulations everybody watching the show. You are here in a new year that hopefully won't be as much of a garbage fire as last. Uh, <laughs> if you're unfamiliar with Mog Talk, it is a show based around the Final Fantasy XIV community discussing everything from Savage Rating to Chuckaba Racing as we approved last week. Uh, before we go too much into this show, though, I do want you guys to know who's on the show. We are going to be talking about the state of Melee, so we brought on three players. I think that would host a pretty decent conversation about that. And I'm going to go clockwise here. I'm going to start with uh, Shanita. Shanita, could you introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Shanita. I have been playing Ninja since Gordius, and I've helped with the theory crafting for the openers and rotations of it, both in Stormblood and Shadowbringers. But I've been playing pretty much all the melees here and there. Okay, okay. I said Shanita. I, I don't know why. I, like, <laughs> I feel like you should just keep changing the name. Yeah, like, just do whatever. That's keep, yeah, <laughs> variations. Uh, Shinda, Shinda. Your picture's very great, man. I, I, I think that uh, it's a very good Final Fantasy fourteen community picture here. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And then uh, Llama, if you don't mind going. Um. Well, I've, I'm a ninja main. I also have... Uh, tanked savage as well um i've been playing since 1.0 and i i guess i spend most of my time just helping new raiders learn savage content okay okay there mm-hmm. you go uh and finally and least uh zef uh yes i'm zef <laughs> i am a tank main but i spend the better part of my time trying to play every single job except for red mage in the game so mm-hmm. that covers all the melees as well so, <laughs> so time on why why not Red Mage? I just I never get around to it. Oh, okay. Is it like a, a a hate? I know I know at least from uh, one uh, New Zealander they they <laughs> particular hate. No, it's uh, it doesn't have enough appeal to me to cause me to bother leveling it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, every other job, sure, but not not Red Mage. Okay, yeah. Um, all right, guys, we are going to be discussing, of course, the state of Melee. Uh, I figured we'd bring on three awesome guests for uh, this show. After the patch 5.4, there were there was some changes to Melee, at least one in particular for sure that uh, a lot of people are talking about, which is Monk. So I figured we'd go ahead and start this conversation off by discussing what you think of the changes of Monk. And anyone who wants to grab this one, go ahead and just tell me what your thoughts are on Monk and the changes. Well, I think I can start. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing Monk. Uh, I actually leveled Monk and started playing it before the changes, after the changes were announced, specifically because I wanted to be able to compare it with a before and after. And so I've been playing it, obviously, the past couple of days just to get more used to it. And I can definitely say the biggest part of the changes was quality of life improvements. Um, just a whole lot of things that just do away with the annoying little things that you had to do on Monk. So now you basically just... it. At the end of the day, it feels like you're playing the same job. It still sort of plays the same, but it's just without the annoyances that it had before, I would say. Okay, so you would for sure say what they changed was annoyances, not things that made it... Maybe things that were making it artificially difficult. It wasn't actually enjoyable content to... Or enjoyable uh, skills to have to get better at Monk. 
It was, yeah, it was mostly downtime stuff, but another one of the big changes was, which I'm personally in favor of, was the rework for Riddle of Earth. So the way it was before was, if you press Riddle of Earth and you took damage within, if I'm remembering correctly, you had a 30-second window to take damage. Yes. And if you did, you would then have Earth's Reply, a buff which meant you didn't have to hit your positionals for 30 whole seconds. And that sounds good, but I think it undermines the purpose of Monk a little bit, which is a job that's all about hitting your positionals. And so it kind of feels like it, it goes against the job. It takes away from the fun if you hit this one button, you take damage, and then you basically don't have to play half the job for 30 seconds. Hmm. And so the, the way they changed it is now it's basically a mini True North where you have three refreshing charges of it, uh, up to three charges that refresh over time, and they only last six seconds. So you have to be a lot more selective about how you use it now. But I think it's a lot better this way than it was before. Okay. Uh, Llama, uh, Sheen, do you guys uh, agree that it's better in the state it is now? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I I, I asked um, our the monk in our in our static, and that's pretty much. Uh, mm-hmm. Zeph said the same thing. Okay, he was going on. It's the quality of life changes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, for me, it's I think it's a big thing for monk to be doing the positionals because they have it on on every single skill, whereas every other melee it only has it on a few skills here and there. So the fact that you didn't really have to think about it kind of took out an entire part of what monk is whereas now you have to like, think a little bit about it mm-hmm. which is nice so i mean that's interesting to hear because i know a lot of people were uh complaining because they were like oh now monk's brain dead or they were they were saying that it was stupid you know because it, it just oversimplifies the job but you definitely don't really think that's the case i don't think it oversimplifies the job in fact like other parts of the job got got simpler, but I think this part definitely got harder, just because you're actually thinking about it more than like 15 seconds every minute. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I, mean, I think it was. Go ahead. Oh, it was. What was it before? It was something like 75% uptime of free positionals if you yeah, propped Earth Reply and used your True Norths on cooldown. Yeah. Which is pretty ridiculous. Hmm. Okay. I mean. I thought this was going to be a little bit more of like, uh, no, this sucks. Oh, no, this is stuff. Because I know back in the I day, mean, like, you know, changes like Dark Knight, when mm. it was changed, it used to be like the skill job, the skill tank, right? And yeah. then they got changed into a fairly simple concept compared to what it was uh, in original state in Heaven's Ward. Um, and a lot of people were complaining about that. And I felt like that was the same thing that people were comparing to for Monk. But I guess, no, people are just tired of dealing with uh, what Monk was doing. Yeah, so though to be fair, the other, the other, some of the other changes that had, kind of goes in the more, like, dislike direction. I feel, I think the positional change was very nice though. Okay. So does this did it affect the state of melee at all and the balance between all the different jobs, or is it pretty much the same as it was before? Well, I was looking at monk logs earlier today. I was looking at the rankings, and specifically for E9, Monk is way down in the rankings compared to the other DPS, because, and now that I've tried it myself, it is actually really hard to hit all your positionals and keep good uptime. Part of it is due to Monk being a 
all of its burst is on the 90 seconds and the the mechanics in that fight are also on 90 seconds that really screws with your rotation so that combined with having difficulty hitting your positionals on a boss where you're constantly running around mm -hmm. it you might not have control over which way it's facing and it does a whole lot of turning on its own can be really difficult and i think um but i also think that's potentially a good thing it remains to be seen because it means that it might be possible for people that really work hard at it to do just as good if not better than the other melees if they yeah. really master that fight so i i think that could be a good challenge so it might not be a bad thing the way I feel that Monk is now in terms of positionals is similar to how you have to cater to Black Mage movement sometimes. You just have to cater to Monk positionals sometimes. Hmm. Okay. So this is going to kind of go off on a small tangent here, but it's something that I, I think about every once in a while when I'm uh, doing raids. That a lot of mechanics and a lot of fights are designed to kind of work with cooldown rotations. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I noticed that I don't know how heavy you guys have hit the tier if you've found that there are certain ways that you just can't keep those rotations and you're gonna have to hold or you, it kind of screws with how you would normally think your rotation should go uh have you seen a lot of that with this tier where you're just rotations um, are fucked not not really except emerald weapon oh, fuck that fight uh, yeah uh, <laughs> okay. it, it's um, a there's extreme trial they're always wacky yeah yeah i have to do an early trick for that um but with with twelve, our our static actually holds our raid buffs until um, obliteration after the Shiva first Shiva phase in, in phase one. It makes it really comfy. Yeah, it's definitely a lot comfier. Mm -hmm. The like it's technically I, I believe less optimal to do it that way just because you lose the usage, but it's so much easier. Like the yeah. amount of times that that my group died to trying to do damage during Shiva and then during Lion's phase. Tenchi Gen during Shiva. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Okay. It's so it's so rough, but yeah, there's definitely ways you can do it to make it a lot easier without really losing very much. Just because everybody can do damage inside those windows rather than mm -hmm. only half the group really doing damage. Okay, so there was there's not a lot of moments so far, at least in the the raid tier, where you have to kind of goof up and do some theory craft uh, with how your rotation is going to go. Is pretty clean. Yeah, I think so. Well, but... uh, at, at least in on on monk in E nine, there I did have to ask myself the question of whether it was worth holding my burst for after a difficult mechanic to work around but it seems like at the end of the day it was it, you can pretty much play it close to well enough to to warrant using it on cooldown anyway i think the only argument you could make against that is if uh if you know the kill time ahead of time and you wouldn't lose a use then maybe you can go for for a more convenient timing on execution but right uh, I, I don't really know for sure because I, I haven't had any predictable kill time in yeah. my experience yet. Like, because after my group speed ran nine this past week, so like, but like, it's just so hard to really move stuff around in that fight because there's just a bunch of things happening at all times, but you can, you only really lose a GCD here or there ever for things, I feel. When you're it's usually doing out only one, so it's it's not the end of the world if you're just losing one GCD. Yeah, like anti-air, yeah. I think, like those those mechanics. You can definitely Our keep up time, but it's very scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I as a paladin, I feel pretty bad about anti-air because I just try to time. Oh, don't worry, I I played, I played paladin in prog. I know the joys. <laughs> <He's> just, <laughs> like, well, I don't really 
really doesn't the strat doesn't really hurt me that much. Uh, you lose some autos. Uh, but I, I think that uh, we're not going to talk about E9S. Sorry, I'm already having like <laughs> flashbacks. Flashbacks, yeah. <laughs> Just like, I, oh my god. Uh, so, anyways, with uh, I, the reason I brought that up, and I, I'm, I'm calling it kind of a tangent, is because I was thinking about this. Would you prefer? And I don't know this because I don't play uh, melee as much. Would you prefer it that you have to be kind of creative with your rotation when you go into fights, and it's not on this clean like rotation list where it will always work out for you? Personally, I'm yes. so tired of dummy fights. <laughs> okay. Yes, I I like it when you have to get creative because then you get to see, uh, you get to see how different people approach different fights, and then it, it's it's not just straightforward learn your rotation and then hit the boss. It's actually learning how to play the fight as well. Right. And I think that gives the fight more longevity when it's harder to get good at it. With dummy fights, when once you've learned your rotation and you can execute it perfectly, then from there it's just fishing for a good run from that point on. I think it's more enjoyable when it's not so easy to get that perfect run. Okay. Yeah, I think a lot I think a lot of melee early on complained about a fight like E6S. Uh probably because they had they dealt with maybe some tanks that just played ping pong with the bosses. But um <laughs> that that was actually fun for me as as melee. Like just trying to navigate through that. Uh and, and that was a optimization. Fight. Oh go on. Go ahead. No, yeah, that was that was a fight where the tanks had to work with the melee. So it wasn't just yes. It it wasn't necessarily the fault of the melees. It was something where the tanks had to work with the melees. Um, and so I think it's it's a good idea for tank players if they have the time to actually get some experience on melee, so they can understand the needs of a melee better to improve their tanking, so they can work with them better. I mean, would you say that tanks really even need to play melee? Don't they really more just need to understand not move the boss as much and try to uh, keep consistent movement? It's helped me out going from ninja back to warrior because I understand positionals and just keeping the boss still and just minimizing like the movement, especially in a fight like six or something. Um, it definitely helps you become a better tank and vice versa, I think. Yeah, like because I I played tank more before I picked up melee seriously, and it wasn't until I uh, because there's always sort of the the uh, the mentality of always face north, and there's also an expectation that the tank will face north. But then once I started playing melee, even though I knew exactly which way the tank was going to turn the boss, sometimes there's just a positional that is RNG whether you're going to hit it because the boss happens to be turning the same instant that right. you need to hit the GCD. And it can and so it's I would say almost always better if the tank just keeps it still. Like whichever way it ends up facing after a mechanic, you just leave it like that. And I think that's something that maybe a lot of people don't realize until they've actually tried melee for themselves and they realize that Absolutely. you can't always just you can't you don't always have true north and you don't want to have to use true north on something that is preventable like that as well. Yeah. yeah I, I've seen tanks Turn right. um, uh, Cloud of Darkness, of course, your favorite fight, E9S, um, <laughs> after anti-air, instead of like just dragging it back down south and just keeping it there, like they, they, they rotate it back around. And I know that there's like a trick attack window there. I'm like, please, just... What was I that face it just... north every time. Now, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> uh, the, the, the thing is, my mindset's always like, how can I get this to be so simple the people in the party can't fuck up? Right? Yeah. That's all I'm thinking. I'm not thinking about... DPS uptime, I'm thinking about them executing the mechanics. Right. And so 
I'm always just facing the boss true north and doing all the mechanics true north because I feel, at least, the people in Party Finder, if, if they're just coming in and they have no clue what they're doing and they're kind of just confused and out of it, they can at least kind of, if it's consistent with where the markers are and everything else, then I maybe they won't mess it up. Yeah, for Party Finder, I, I definitely agree that that's better because, like, yeah. you You'll never really do optimal damage in Party Finder anyways, just because strats yeah. are generally very different. Mm -hmm. So, like, whatever there is to make it consistent is just better 100% of the time. Yeah, I, I do agree that if you're in a group that has people who know what they're doing and they can kind of uh, understand and adapt a little bit better, mm -hmm. the least amount of movement you can offer is the best thing you can do for your melee. That's yeah, what absolutely. I would assume, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. And I mean that does really kind of go into, uh, you know what? Let's let's go ahead and talk about the positionals because we're already kind of talking about it a little bit. So, in your opinion, are positionals fun? Yes. Yeah. I think that's that's the whole point of melee and fun fantasy is, and that's what makes it unique. Okay. Is that yeah. You're you're playing this. Well, first of all, if if you look at all the jobs, they all have their unique quirks. Uh, mm -hmm. So casters have to work around positioning themselves properly and minimizing movement and that sort of thing. Melees pretty much have free movement wherever they want. Um, so their their little uh, quirk is that they have to be on certain spots of the boss at certain times to do the most damage. And I think that's interesting. And I would be, and that's also why I have the opinion that Monk uh, should not have had the old. Riddle of Earth, which gave you free positionals because it just takes away from the experience because then you just sit in one spot hitting your buttons, one, two, three, one, two, four, etc. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I it agree. Makes, makes you think about your true north uses throughout the fight. You kind of have to plan ahead. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I, in my experience playing melee, I'm always just. I, I, I feel like I'm having a sh hard time just keeping up with uh, Party Finder or Dungeon, you, you know, tanks and everything else. And I just assume, you know, I'm going to try my best, but they're fucking jumping and spinning half the time uh, that I'm in any group. So it's never really any fun for me because I'm not playing high level, I guess. But I guess if they took it away, would that just pretty much make it too brain dead and melee would just not be as much fun to play? I think it would be like at, the, at that point, you're just a range job that has to stand in melee. So like you're just. Right. Yeah. A melee range, a melee and range, range jobs, like that's just weird. Range can already just stand in melee, like they don't have yeah. to go away from the boss. You can give a ranged melee spot, and then it would be functionally the exact same. But you can't I give a encourage. melee a yeah. range spot, really. I mean, yeah, you can, but unless they're a ninja, then you sometimes oh. can get away with doing that. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would also argue if you take away positionals from melees, that makes the tank's job a lot more boring as well. Because then yeah. they don't have they there is no such thing as a good tank because it doesn't matter which way you face the boss. I like how you say tank's job like that. That's something that tanks usually think about. Okay, that's the what boss. they do. That, that, that's what high end tanks generally do. <laughs> that's like half of what they do is just make positionals easier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, but yeah, no, I think that um, I think you're right in the the fact that it kind of gives melee that little extra more. I mean, there's there's not a lot that we could reinvent with the root will with uh, when it comes to melee, right? There's not much more we can give them. I mean, do you have any ideas of how we could even change melee to make it more interesting if they took away positionals? There's not anything, right? You just go up to the boss and attack it. 
Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. That's about as simple as it gets. Like, unless you put in, you put, you put back in accuracy, I don't think that there's really oh, anything God. you can do. <laughs> <laughs> Who remembers accuracy? <laughs> I remember having to do, uh, what was it? it was, uh, you, 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 parental accuracy for A9, I think it was. Mm, I can't remember. The boss would just turn so, and just and you, and you had to be in the front of the boss. Oh sometimes. yeah, because it was just. Uh, I, I think I remember. So that was the just the robot that stayed in the middle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember. Uh, missing trick attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that too. Balancing yeah. stats around accuracy. I remember healers always gymming up with as much accuracy as they could. Uh, yeah, our materia up and um, playing too much Monster Hunter right now. Um, so I'm thinking gems instead of materia, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, that was one of the best things they could have done is get rid of, uh, accuracy. I think that made everyone's life a little bit easier because it's actually like an artificial thing. You're just like, Hey, yeah. you just try right. to plan that out. Then everything else afterwards is just a unnecessary hassle. I thought, and uh, it wasn't even anything you could like find out unless you like looked it up. It, like it wasn't uh, shown yeah. anywhere in game what the accuracy yeah. cap was or anything. <laughs> so it's just, Community it was just one of those things that it's just hidden and it's just bad for a game to have hidden stuff like that i feel mm. yeah okay so let's let's talk about melee more in a broad scope here as in uh the balance between the jobs and everything else it, would you consider melee in a balanced state right now like there's not really uh, a situation to where you would never bring this melee or you always have to bring this melee you kind of always have to well, for speed, you kind of always have to bring a samurai. Hmm. Okay, okay. Because it's it's just straight up better. But the rest, of the, like like the other three, are really close, and it comes down to like the actual fight itself. All right, all right. So if you had a choice of one melee, would you bring a samurai or would you bring like a ninja? You right. bring a samurai every, every, every time. Every time. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, I mean, if you if you have a dancer, you want a samurai. I mean, a dancer works more or less game. just as good with ninja. Because mm. oh, ninja yeah, generally the takes minute, just as good advantage of everything except for a standard step. Hmm. So. Okay. So, Llama, would you say they're all pretty balanced right now? Um. Yeah, I'd say so. But I'd, I'd always just bring ninja. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Because uh, back in the day, it was pretty bad. Um, oh, God. We, we were doing yeah, Dragoon and Ninja every time, and that was it? Yeah, Dragoon, Ninja, double ranged. <laughs> for yeah. Habit's word. Raid buff and raid for buff alignment. All, all of Stormblood, I think you also went Dragoon, Ninja. Mm. Though, I guess, in speed, you could get away with, like, some fights allowed you to do tr triple melee. Yeah. As well. yeah, I re I remember doing triple melee. I, I mean, even quad melee was fun. That's one of the things I'm sad about, is that with the the main stat bonuses, the, the party bonus now, where you need one of each type of roll, you can't really viably do triple or quad melee for speedruns anymore, which is kind of disappointing. You can, that, al you, you, you can almost do triple melee. Hmm? Almost. Almost, yeah. Oh, okay. Almost. Yeah, it's just not really built to support uh, doing three melee with the mechanics of fights. That's kind of the main reason, right? Well, it's the, it's the uh, you you get less stats. You you lose one percent of your main stat for every. Oh yeah, because they stay kill you. Yeah, that one percent. Yeah, but then that 1%, also it's, it's important. 
Yeah. Part of the fun, I mean, a lot of the fun of doing triple or quad melee was just figuring out strats to, to make it work because often you had to really think outside the box and do some really funky things with, uh, with I don't know, arm's length or like cover or something really weird. Or like even sending a, a ninja away for a range position and having them hold a mudra specifically for that. Like you did mm-hmm. things like that. And it was, I remember actually in E2, um, I think I think there was a, th- this is Voidwalker, I think there was a speedrun mm-hmm. team that actually yeah. did do triple melee with a ninja. That was my team. And they I did think. have a ninja. <laughs> Wait, that was your team? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you send the, uh, the ninja away. My team did that. With like, a, we Woodrow. also started doing the triple melees back in Stormblood. Hmm. So, I, you know, honestly, it just reminds me of back in the day. Uh, this was a long time ago, though. I think this was in Heavensward when China was getting uh, their version of the game and everything else. And they were getting, I think it was A4 was released or something. And they oh, beat yeah. it with a triple melee. Uh, and they like the team that got it first after it was released on the China servers was triple melee. Because they knew the yeah. strat and everything else. And they just kind of abused it. I think, what was it? Uh, Ninja, Monk, and Dragoon. Um, but back in the day... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm going real far back. Back in uh, A Realm Reborn, it was two monks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you wanted to keep That's up because with one... Things. Yeah, one... Back then, one monk would just apply... Um, what was it? Dragon Kick applied a blunt resistance down on yeah. the boss. And so the, the other monk would just keep doing boot shines, crit boot shines with, and not having to do the lower potency move. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jeez, man. Yeah. But now, I mean, today's standard, they've done a pretty good job of it, which I did you know, I was kind of doubtful uh, about the, the situation. I kind of thought that we were going to go into uh, Shadowbringers and we were still going to have the same issues because it was just the buff thing. It was just, you know, balancing buffs and pure DPS, and that was the whole issue. Uh, I mean, at the start of Shadowbringers, it, balance was really bad. So, I mean, if so it was really bad at the beginning. When did it start to get fixed, I guess, in uh, uh, 5.08? 5.08 was when okay. it got mostly fixed. Okay. Is it's that like the, the ninja changes happened then? That, that, that was the ninja buffs that happened right. then. Yeah. Okay. And then they ninja changed everything in 5.1. Yeah, but... yeah, like, oh, I no. proc Titan with ninja week one. <sighs> and, like, I like I got 100 percentile week one. And I was around the same damage as a green monk. Yes. <laughs> That's accurate. He's not exaggerating. It was like, it was a struggle. It was ridiculous. Mm, mm. You know, I was in the uh, the top sixty, top fifty uh, paladins for A twelve S. because yeah, play paladin A twelve S. That was a rough yeah. one for paladin. Paladin without any no magic resistance can't block magic. Yeah. <laughs> oh jeez, but yeah, no that. I, <laughs> I'm top sixty out of sixty-five. Yeah, sixty out of sixty-five. Nice. <laughs> That's about accurate. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember those those days. But I mean, I'm glad to see that it's kind of in a good state right now, um, and it's in such a such a good state that I guess like we don't. SC doesn't really need to do too much. I mean, do you feel like? Uh, there's anything SE needs to start doing for their melee? Do they need to introduce a fifth melee at some point, or are we just done with melee for a little while? Like, I think we're fine with melee. I just wish that they would make their strengths more niche rather than trying to make them so homogenized. 
Okay. That's basically what I was about to say. Just like changing up their their burst timings. I mean, you you have Monk on ninety, you have, but then you have Samurai on two minutes. You have Ninja on two minutes. You have Dragoon on. Well, Dragoon's kind of covering everything, but yeah, Dragoon um, can do whichever more or less. Yeah, but it, what I would like to see is where fight design, where they they think about fight design with job design so that different melees will be better or worse at different fights and you, it's sort of a, a question of whether you do take something or you don't based on their unique strength because um, that's something we don't really have right now except for as I mentioned before Monk really struggling in E9 compared to relative to the other melees but um, yeah I think that would be interesting the only drawback would be the gearing issue in that it right. is very difficult to play more than one melee at a time because you have yeah. to they they have barely any overlapping gear and so if you want I mean, bis on multiple melees if you wanted to take them into a different fight like you you might take monk into one you might take samurai into another you can't really do that for a large number of weeks until mm -hmm. you've had the the time to farm everything for both of them and that's only two out of four yeah, yeah. Me like, about this game you can like, kind of do monk and samurai but other than that, it's impossible. So I guess the uh, it's funny they they don't they homogenize the job, but not the gear. Yeah, like I wish that they would go more in depth with like cause the fact that dragoon has so much just incidental cleave in their rotation. I want them to do more stuff stuff like that. Like make some just better at like multi-target fights, some better at single-target fights, that kind of stuff. We don't really just have a lot of multi-target fights anymore, though. I mean, yeah, we had we had T, where Dragoon was really good for the first two parts. Mm -hmm. But, hmm. yeah, like, I wish that they would make fights have more niches like that, but they would also have to make the jobs have more niches for, them, for that to really work. So if you had to uh, differentiate the jobs, uh, what would you give to each job to make them different from each other? I would. I guess. Oh, you go. You go. You I would. For, for Monk, I would just make it. Like, take away part of. Like, more of their burst and just make it into their rotation itself so, they, so that they're just a sustained job, but that they would do more DPS than the others on a, like, six minute dummy, for example. Mm. Just because they just had so much more. Whereas you could make Ninja more burst oriented, like. Which they more or less are right now, where they're really only doing damage inside mm -hmm. trigger attack and then like you can make dragoon be two targets really good but just be average at single target and then i don't know what they would do with samurai samurai kind of just does everything right now so <laughs> yeah it has a bit of everything okay okay um i mean and that would be good enough for you guys to feel like the jobs are differentiated like you wouldn't have to really do anything else yeah as long as yeah as long as, as, as the as... fight design actually makes use of that yeah. change in direction yeah i mean and that's kind of the i mean we're, we're dealing with this balance of like the more they change up the jobs the less balanced it is in a way depending on how mm -hmm. the fights are working out they would have to have a fight play to every strength of every job right or it just kind of falls behind yeah like it's one of those things that i think they could do it with the ultimate fights because generally people are expected to be at a higher level for those, so they're so they could be expected to be able to play more than one job. Mm -hmm. 
But for Savage, it it would have to be able to be cleared by every job, obviously, and not be too much of a. But see, that's the thing. It's this game's always had it to where you can clear anything with any job, right? Yeah. It's just you can't be really cool looking and have high number DPS numbers and feel very valuable. You just feel like you're a little bit less value valued because uh, uh, you're not playing a job that needs your extra buff. Um, mm-hmm. For example, uh, back in the day, if you had a bard and there was a dragoon in the group, fuck every you know every oh, other God, male, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I that's kind of. That's kind of changed uh, a, a good bit, but I don't know, man. I don't know. Do they still? Is there any job outside of melee that they like? Party finders are like, don't bring this job. I would imagine black mage, but that's about it. I think. Really, people still ragging on black mage. I've seen a few just because black mage tends to be the ones that are the most greedy and just die the most, from my experience. <laughs> so it's like a, an assumption if they play black mage they're going to be very greedy and like i only e- e- either see really bad black mages or really good black mages there's not really an in-between i feel for that job <laughs> i haven't seen pf discriminated against it for that reason though i haven't personally i haven't seen any of that okay. i think uh ever ever since uh we got past people wanting particular raid buffs like they wanted Trick attack. They wanted bard for their buffs, all that sort of thing. I think people generally don't care. Like they, mm-hmm. they sort of don't even really look at the party list. That's yeah. true. I mean, half a time PF doesn't even have five percent. No, they don't. But I see that. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, it'll, if you're just machine spirits or two melee, they love having two melee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I mean, if yeah. you're going for clear, if you're just going for clear, you don't really care as long as you have enough damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. that's true. Um, so, what was I? I was thinking about uh, something. So, now we're at the situation to where it can be one melee or two melee in party finder groups. I don't think, you know, we're not going to... People are generally start to frown upon three, of course. Um, but I see a lot of people really encouraging... Uh, maybe not encouraging, but uh, happy if they only have the one melee. Uh, I mean, you technically can go no melee. You still get hit by that. But, I mean, it doesn't really stop the group from having issues with mechanics. But once you start getting into, like, the overabundance of melee, you start having issues with mechanics. And that is kind of an issue, right? Um, oh, sure. Do you yeah. feel like that, that needs to change in any way? Or is that just how it is? I mean, it, melees are less desirable overall than ranged, I would think, right now, right? No. Am I well, yeah, we, we are. We are kind of. We are kind of in a. At least in prog, we're we're seeing, sort of the rise of the triple ranged, party comp or like the the pseudo melee black mage, at least with sphere. Yeah, I mean that's most high end groups nowadays. I feel. It gives you more flexibility, at yeah, least like, in prog, especially in prog. Yeah. Okay. Especially if they go ninja as their melee, just because it can act as a range, so you can not worry about down, about like uptime shots at all, because it doesn't really matter as long as the ninja is able to save stuff for it. Mm-hmm. As long as you have a good ninja. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. is yeah. one yeah. of the reasons why I think ninja is so valuable in prog. Mm-hmm. But 
Yeah, Ninja's Harvest quite Kids. straightforward, I would say. Like, as as long as you... I mean, you just really have to watch your trick timing and then you do the same thing every one minute, two minutes, and if a mechanic screws you up, you're like, well, I'm going to move that if I have to, or I'll just figure out a way. Like, because you yeah. have the tool to be at range during your burst window, so you still don't lose too much as long as you figure out how to work around it. Yeah, like, half your burst window is literally you not doing melee GCDs. Yeah, so there's not even a worry about positionals for the most time with Ninja. Mm -hmm. Like, the only position lull that I would ever really worry about in Prague is just trick attack. Another and good thing about Ninja... Oh, sorry, and you want to go first? No, you're good. All right, and another good thing about Ninja is, and, and Samurai is that they have the luxury of choosing when to do their positionals. So if you happen to be on the rear, you do your Aeolian Edge. If you happen to mm -hmm. be on the uh, on the flank, you do your Armor Crush. So you, it's it's not so strict, and the same thing with Samurai as well, where you if you happen to know that you're going to be stuck somewhere, you rework your rotation so you hit that positional when you're forced there. Unlike yeah. Monk, where you you have to be on the rear for a particular GCD, you have to be on the flank for another, and that's where Monk gets more complicated. Okay, okay. <laughs> so yeah. Ninja is probably like the preferred melee, you would say, for prog and groups and everything else just because of that fact? Yeah, Absolutely. I think that they're just the most the most flexible and the one that that cares the least about actual uptime, <laughs> while yeah. still have it like and and the fact that they have Shikuchi, you can save a lot of pulls. Like okay. you can do so much. It like gets very if someone dies, here. you can just teleport across the arena to to be at that spot to save a mechanic or something like that. So okay, so that's what Ninja brings. What what about the other jobs? What are they bringing to the table that makes them more valuable to the group? Like Monk, for example. What, what is Monk bringing to the group? Monk is very durable because they can go into Fist of Earth and just take less damage. Okay. That, that, like, that's one of the big things for them. That that's they're, true. Yeah, Fist of Earth. In general, just the most durable over, like, for longer periods, they're the most durable, whereas other jobs may be more durable for, like, one or two hits. Mm -hmm. It's and just Mantra. really good for that. Yeah, Mantra. Yeah, they bring Mantra. Okay, okay. So I, I guess you could say Monk is like a survivability sort of yeah. melee in that sense. Okay. Todd, go ahead. Give, give, I, you, you were able to talk okay. during the ninja stuff, so I gotta... I know, right? I know. I was, I was just enjoying the ninja chat. That's right. But okay. I think uh, Monk should have a Chi Blast. Give it a ranged. Treat mm. like that. I mean, it has the enlightenment. Isn't that ranged? Whatever. It, it, it does have range. But like it, you, it, it, it's you have to charge it up, and it takes like fucking yeah. seven seconds to charge it all the way up or something, right? Yeah, I mean, they, well, they used to have um, howling fist, but that was removed. Rest in peace. Oh, yeah, true. Hmm. Mm. Okay. All right. So, what, what about dragoon? What are we? What are we adding to the group of dragoons? Uh, oh, okay, bye, dragoon. I guess I <laughs> dragoon's hard. Like Give it, it re-raise. <laughs> oh, so we're we're giving it. It doesn't have anything currently. We're just trying to give it stuff. Uh, lift from the floor. Uh, that's the new ability it has. Jeez. Uh, so it jumps. I mean, uh, is it just like there? And you're like, okay, they're playing Dragoon. I guess it's okay. I don't really care. Kind of situation. There's nothing that you're like excited that a Dragoon is bringing. They're giving you a tether. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, my favorite buff. Yeah, Litany's great. Okay. Litany's great when it's not made in China. What? 
<laughs> I feel like half the time when when I get litany, just it it just makes my crit worse, dude. <laughs> oh, does it? It it feels that way sometimes. Okay. Yeah. Well, personally, I I feel like litany is very underrated at the moment, especially when you combine it with other buffs. I feel like you get really big DPS when you have that. And then the I mean, dragoon kind of like we said earlier, they have ninety or they have thirty seconds nineties. Well, 30 slash 90. Um, two minutes, three minutes. They sort of line up with everyone. So they, they do bring that. They they can buff different people at different times. Yeah. Depending on who makes use of it the most. Okay. And and in general, they're really good at like ad phases. Just because they don't lose single target damage by doing ranged. Like, by doing the... Oh, yeah, their AOE combo is really strong as well. As well, like, well, their AOE rotation overall. Yeah, is like really you have Nastrand, you have Dragonfire Dive, you have for uh, what's the one in life called? Jump Star Diver. Yeah, that one. I can't remember the name of it right now. That all they're all just like AOE, so but it 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 doesn't hurt their single target damage, so it can be really good for certain fights where there are adds or two bosses. So. Uh, where are we? Where are we looking at? Where that's actually beneficial? Is that just really E12S? There's, I mean, the only time that we've really like used its AOE is T. I feel. Okay. Okay. So I mean, they get ultimate. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, well, that's, a, that's a fight design thing, like sort of what Chinda mentioned before about Dragoon being really good in multi-target scenarios. We haven't really... Uh, I mean, most multi-target situations in Savage, at least this expansion, have been very short-lived. So you have, like, E1, you have the ads phase, which, when optimized, they only live for about 13 to 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah. When, when you're speedrunning. <laughs> um, and then you have... Uh, you have uh, E7 had the ads phase, and if your tanks kept them close enough... I mean, that, that was mm. an example of where Dragoon was really good. If you yeah. could make use of it, if the tanks kept them close enough, you could get double targets uh, with yeah. your Gith, Gogol, and Nestron. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was you, tight, you but you, you could. You, yeah, you stand inside one hitbox and you aim at the other one. And as long as you're inside the hitbox of one, your line AOE will hit the one you're standing on. So you don't have to be behind it. You don't have to line them up. You can just be inside one of them and aim at the other. But the positioning with the tanks was had to be very particular. It was also good for Titan because of the jails. Yeah, the, they're burst oh, yeah. on demand as well. So when you go into Life of the Dragon, you don't have to use... Like, you, you have, like, eight seconds of leeway on whether to use your Nastrond immediately or later. And so that's always nice as well because it, it doesn't really mess with your rotation if you want to hold burst a little bit if it happens to line up in such a way. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it, it was optimal as well. You wanted it to line up in that way. Yeah. So that you could get the the double target burst. You know, what can also do it with the clouds and nine. Uh, yeah, Whoops was bringing that up in chat, and I think that's a pretty good point. I didn't think about it. Uh, if you can hit those clouds, that'd be great because there are a lot of people who have who struggle with those clouds. Uh, yeah, I know that there was a group that was speed running it this week, same as us, where they had a dragoon. I know they pretty much killed one of them entirely by themselves through just incidental AOE. Oh, well. Like one of the clouds. Okay. Okay. 
do you feel like they just need to throw a little bit more ads and stuff like that into each fight just so Dragoon can see its full potential or just kind of screw it? You know, we don't want ads in fights anymore. I think, I would I think yes. But it's also in general just for fights to be more varied. Okay. Yeah, like, I would I would personally like to see more um mid fight DPS checks on on ads and things that don't last just a couple of GCDs. Like something that you if like a, a random DPS check comes up and it's something that forces you to rework your rotation such that you have enough burst for that specific moment. Like that yeah, sort like, of thing would really mess with like the hand in A three S back then when it's like swap the HP so you ha and you have to get get like two percent on the hand before it did it finished the cast because it was like it just like pulled it the HP and if it wasn't within four four percent it just wiped your group stuff level like that checker. is really cool need some more level checkers yeah that's true too yeah yeah Todd would you uh I feel bad I had I was had <laughs> you talk too much Todd <laughs> no it's but, okay yeah yeah but i mean would you agree kind of with the ads kind of coming into play it would make fights maybe a little bit more interesting because you have to change up a little bit oh yeah sure uh, no i like okay. using my um my aoe toolkits and uh allows me to pad which is nice yeah <laughs> you bring back a2 right you guys like a2 oh no don't make yeah. me go into that god walker again <laughs> Oh, no, I don't. I don't like ads only bosses. I I like my bosses to actually be bosses. Mm -hmm. That's fair. That's fair. Like, but I think it would be a cool phase. But as a full fight, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. All right. Samurai. Are they just like DPS? That's what they bring. Samurai brings a lot of DPS. Though they're more. They're more in the optimization part of DPS because it because you have to like learn when to alter your rotation a lot and all, and all, and all, and all that stuff. But they, all, in terms of utility, like they bring third eye, which it's what on like a 15, 30 second cooldown, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, 15, and, 15 seconds, I believe. Yeah, and it, and it, it's just like a 10% damage reduction. And then, and then you can also heal yourself off of that or do more damage based off of it. So they're really good in like, for like big hits like AoEs overall, that they can help the healers, they can just do more damage from it. Okay. Like they have a lot of niche stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Um Alright, well then that, that kinda covers everything they bring to the table. Uh when we're talking so a lot of these questions I have I kinda asked all of you kind of things that would be good to talk about. Um one of them was a talking about uptime enduring different tiers so mm. i feel like at least one of you feels very strongly about how uptime has been different on different tiers and how se has kind of adjusted it uh so far do you want to talk on that a little bit uh i i'm assuming that's me yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah well i i have some opinions uh, this, diagrams. Is more, uh, this is sort of my um something i noticed as a tank was that this fight, uh, this tier is really different from last tier in terms of how friendly it is to melees with the size of the boss hitboxes and just, it's sort of, it feels like a lot of the mechanics, like even in uh, E12, there are lines on the ground that show you how big an AoE is and there is one AoE that is like just very conveniently not as large as melee range. So you can always keep melee range and like there's a whole phase where 
the boss is just large enough so that the melees can always hit it. Like you don't have to really do much to keep your uptime through that. Mm. And unfortunately for tanks, that means they also don't have to do much, which is something I liked more last year is that tanks had a little bit more responsibility, a little bit more interplay with the melees in giving them uptime. Um, but yeah, I, I would say this tier, the experience for melees is much easier than it was before. Yeah, definitely. Except Conflag, that, that actually sucked for tanks, man. <laughs> that, the boss is <laughs> targetable. Was yeah, you have to just stay there at the edge. I, oh, I don't God. want to see a mechanic I like that. I felt so bad for them. Ever. Like... Yeah. It, was, it was the worst one. Uh, absolutely. But, I mean, do you, so do you feel like there should be parts of the fight where they kind of throw you off like that and make you kind of have to think about just not attacking the boss and it's just the best way and then finding ways that you can kind of cheat time and space and <laughs> try to like get up there, get a hit, run back as fast as possible? I definitely uh, think that there should be. Okay. Because like it just makes learning a fight to like a high level a lot more important because like most of the fights right now, you learn a fight and you don't really gain much from learning it more, mm -hmm. just because you can keep up time in most strats anyways, because of how big the hitboxes are. Yeah. So you're asking for smaller hitboxes? Yes. Smaller hitboxes than movable <laughs> boxes. More mechanics that require boss positioning, because that yeah. way it, it opens up to more creative strategy on uh, how you keep uptime for your melees. I think that would make prog overall and speedrunning as well more interesting long-term. Mm -hmm. I think actually that's something that, uh, especially from a perspective as a tank, my uh, perspective is that I always feel like every single Savage boss should require some sort of positioning. Um, it sucks when you overposition and you go a little bit too far and it's like, well, fuck, I can't go back, right? Then you're like spinning the boss around and doing everything else. <laughs> but it adds like yeah. a finesse. Oh, sure. Yeah. And then the boss, I mean, you'll see that in this tier a lot. Cause like, if you, you don't have it centered just right, like it, like for certain mechanics, it'll, it'll actually rotate around oh, and yeah. reposition it turns, itself. <laughs> it tends yeah. to look where it's going. And yeah. sometimes it doesn't even appear to move, but it's just like one pixel off and it just has mm -hmm. to. Yeah. yeah. It's a little snap turn real quick. That, that part's, yeah. Important. I think, I think if the tank doesn't position the boss before the mechanic correctly, then you just get punished for it. I don't think the bosses should reposition themselves. I agree. Mm. Like it, it's so common nowadays for a boss to just walk center or teleport to center before every big mechanic. Yeah, and it's just kind of sad. No, I I completely agree. For example, I and this is what I keep thinking of every time. I think it was what was it a uh, uh, E E two S uh, where mm -hmm. you're doing a void walker. Mm -hmm. And that was purely like the boss. You you had complete uh, control over where the boss was the entire time. Um, yeah. And yeah. if you didn't put him in a good spot, melee could oh, be yeah. fucked. Melees would mold. Absolutely, we would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and I all I, the ads would be in a in a diagonal too if you you mess it up and people would freak out. Yep, 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 yep. I felt like that was one of the best designed fights in consideration for fight. boss. Uh, adding in extra stuff for tanks and melee, having to deal with it sucks because I'm kind of one of those people who feel like you shouldn't have to face the consequences of other people in the group. But then again, if you're a solid group that plays together, I feel like you should have to face the consequences of the other people in the group because you are a group yeah. working together to make it happen. But in Party Finder, I'm always this... like, fuck this guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
It's a this is scenario. also an MMO. Like it, it is yeah. the nature of an MMO that you're supposed to be playing with other people and working together to achieve mm-hmm. common goals. Like that's part of the joy of the genre. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I gotta. You know what? I gotta. On that note, just think. What the hell Square Enix was thinking about when they did E9S and they were like, <laughs> all he has to do is just step in there real quick and he fucking kills him. <laughs> No, yeah. <laughs> I'm screwing with other players. What? What exactly was? Did they? Were they thinking? They're like, man, I just played Fall Guys and this was real fun. I want to see this happen in E9S for some reason. Just like it's aggravating. Yeah, it's one of those things that like I think it's fun and like a static, but mm-hmm. because of the amount like griefing you can do the rest of the party, like it's so bad for PF because like that the, the, there's the tiles where you just kill them. Mm-hmm. Or you can just look at someone and give them dead damage down, but nothing happens to you. It's <laughs> yeah, like, it's yeah. like because you fuck up, someone else has to pay the consequence. Like that yeah. seems kind of yikes yeah. for Party Finder. I had, you know, I I'm I'm happy because I feel like that that does kind of like add in a little bit of fun. But they just went to town on E9S, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Getting boxed in on tiles is like the worst thing ever. And you and you see nobody else moving. You're like, well, no I one's guess moving. I die here. <laughs> or someone refreshes and they don't go, or they don't quite refresh. They just move in and then like, well, I guess I'm just gonna fall. That's <laughs> when you try to do the strat. Where you, like, cause you could actually go from like a corner tile to like the far tile without mm-hmm. stepping over the inner tile. There. Yeah. You can do that just barely. But half the time, you either kill yourself or you kill the person yeah. on the inner tile. <laughs> yeah, because then they move at the same yeah. time and just like you kind of just have to sit there and drop and just like yeah. <laughs> otherwise. Yeah, well, if you see someone running at your tile, you you start to get a little bit worried and you, you have a, <laughs> yeah. a flight response. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I mean, that was just kind of going in the whole conversation of just like griefing your team by doing different things and. And it's the same thing with how they do the the buffs, right? And the damage down versus vulnerability buffs. Yeah. If you mess up a mechanic and you get damage down, that fucks you over, uh, makes you look bad. If you get, uh, you know, a vulnerability up, it makes you look bad. But then you're like, healers adjust, right? You can you can add yeah. that in. Uh, same yeah, with uptime soccer. Yeah. Anymore. No one would do uptime soccer if it was damage down. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so I think that I'm still kind of debating if that's like a, a again small tangent if that's like a good choice or not to have damage downs over vulnerabilities because I know vulnerabilities are damaging much more damaging than the damage downs. Uh, but I kind of like the fact that if DPS is kind of being greedy, they get punished and they they lose DPS overall because that's what that's yeah. Square Enix. Yeah, it's brutal. That's Square Enix hitting them where it hurts their logs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's really good when it's you doing it to yourself, but not when it's other people doing it to you kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it, and like it, it also helps because what they can do with it, if they do damage downs instead of vulnerabilities is that they can make mechanics more complex, even in Savage, because just because you get damage down doesn't mean that you'll die to the next raid AOE. Right. So they, so like you can see further in the fight more often so they can make the fight slightly harder mechanically. Yeah, Which I think true. is something really nice. Yeah, I didn't think about that too much. But yeah, they could actually make fights a little bit more difficult just because they make the vulnerability down not exist anymore. Uh, because you will just keep doing the fight. Um, but, alright, so let's see. What else 
The other thing uh, that we had on here was about burst windows. And we were talking about it a little bit and kind of throwing stuff. When you're... Explain this. Explain drifting burst windows. Uh, I think that was... that you too, Seth? I think I did touch on it a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. About like uh, whether uh, deciding whether you use something around a mechanic that's really difficult to keep up time on mm-hmm. and just take the loss within your burst window or save it for afterwards. And I think that really just comes down to kill time and also alignment with the rest of the party. If Because if you have something um, on one minute, like trick attack, for example, if you delay that trick by 20 seconds, it is never aligning with everyone else ever again for the rest of the fight unless you no. unless either they hold for 20 seconds on their next use or you hold for an entire 40 seconds and miss an entire use. Yeah. And so usually it's it's not worth it, but depending on kill time, sometimes you do decide that it is beneficial to hold because you won't lose anything. You like the boss is going to die, you're not going to lose an extra use, so you just go for alignment in the end and and better use of those buffs. I mean, mm-hmm. how how difficult is it to be aware uh, of that and when you should hold it so everybody else gets that extra bit of it? I mean, it's like impossible to really know normally, right? Uh, you just pay attention yeah, well, to your own stuff. You don't really pay attention to what everyone else is doing. So if you're in, like, Party Finder, you can't really do anything about it, right? There's yeah. no expectation that people will do any sort of alignment in Party Finder. You just right. play your own game. Yeah, if you, but if you in, die you know, and you mess you up go. your rotation, just use it when it's ready again. Yeah. yeah. It's like you you might like you as a ninja you might die just before your trick and so you're like oh I'll just hold it until the next chain window and then the chain window comes and goes and you're like well I just held that for nothing that person didn't even use chain <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's that, really bad yeah. yeah but in like when you're in an actual static group you can start aligning that stuff and I think that's kind of where a lot of the, the cool stuff with melee uh, and I guess DPS in general is is that you can start aligning the stuff and communicate. Uh, yeah, you'll see. You'll, yeah, you'll see more of that. Like as people get like best in slot, like where yeah, where you don't lose the use or anything. Um, mm-hmm. you can, and we did that. Like we did a couple speed runs where you you hold like a Tenchi Gen like for your last. You just line it up like for the last um, ninety seconds. Yeah, like mm-hmm. when we were doing E nine speed this week, like like we'll kill it faster once we're all best in slot and we've been in there more. But we had to use everything pretty much on cooldown at this current time. But we were trying to figure out how we would do it if the fight went to like just under six minutes, where you have an extra almost full minute where you can just move burst windows around to help it stuff like that. Which is mm-hmm. part of a lot. Of, it's a lot of the fun of speed running for me is seeing those small optimizations that you would really never see in a normal group. All right. Yeah, I mean, and that's... All right. Just out of curiosity, Zeph, Lama, are you guys doing any kind of speedrun stuff at the moment? Or trying to mess around with it? <laughs> Not, Not until I get a moment. weapon. My, <laughs> yeah, my group, my group isn't fully geared yet, but we do have plans to do so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, even, even in prog, you, you do take a speedrun mentality into prog because you do have mm-hmm. to work really hard. You have to work together to, to try and align those things. Mm-hmm. And like, even... When in the cases where you do need to hold something, communication is really important because the only person that understands how badly they're getting screwed over by a mechanic is that person, and maybe no one else understands how bad it is. So they need to tell everyone, "Well, this isn't really working. We might need to move something." But then, if you're 
if you have a two minute or three minute that needs to be held 30 seconds or a minute, like maybe you need to hold your two minutes for one extra minute, you it's very hard to know exactly when to use your two minute. And so it's up to the person that knows what's going on to communicate to the rest of the team. And so during prog, in my case, that was whoops, our Dragoon that was doing that because they have all the cooldowns, they have timers for everything pretty much. So he he would know exactly when things needed to go up and he would tell everyone else when they're pressing their buttons because if you're just sitting on a cooldown, you don't know exactly when one minute later is from when you would normally use it. Especially mm. when ACT isn't working. <laughs> so you don't have a timer yeah, or anything. Yeah, so when you, yeah, you, the timer on ACT is actually really helpful. And when you don't have that, I actually remember um, last, I think it was last year, I actually had a stopwatch that I was pressing at the start of every call <laughs> just so I could keep track yeah. of the time. Yeah, we, like, for my group, we all had, well, a lot of us had some kind of timer that we would use when we were trying to figure stuff like that out. That's awesome. Uh, would you say that Whoops kind of got that a lot from all his figuring of timing and uh, Beat Saber? That's kind of... <laughs> I'm not so sure it's related, but... Yeah, it, it's just that Dragoon, Dragoon's buffs have all the timers baked in, pretty much. Like, you have a 30-second that you're pressing on cooldown, so you know when one minute is... You have Dragon Sight on the two minutes, so you know when two minutes are. You have Lydney on three, so you know exactly when that is. So if if uh, if you're holding two minutes for three minutes, Dragoon just knows, oh, I hold my Dragon Sight and I use it with Lydney. And that's easy for them, but the Scholar has no idea, or the, the Astro has no idea exactly when two minutes is. And so whoever it is that's responsible for the the big alignment buff like, if, if it's three minutes, in that case, it would be Lydney. Maybe it's a bard with battle voice. They're the one that needs to communicate to everyone else exactly when that's going to happen. Hmm. Okay. That's actually a pretty interesting point that I didn't really think about. So I guess that's something that Dragoon brings, is a timer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's actually, I guess. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So here's, here's another point that we had from you is uh understanding greed versus grief on melee i don't really so w what do you what do you mean by that so that i'm pretty sure that was mine where it's yeah. like a lot of the time you'll see people like Sino, a lot of the big streamers that they'll be greeting a lot of stuff but they don't die but then you'll see other people that just die to it every single time because they don't understand what they're actually doing about it that they're trying to copy someone mm -hmm. where it's like you you can greet a lot of mechanics but still being safe about how you do it, because mm -hmm. like what, what what I do when I was like when learning uptime for stuff like especially for anti air and stuff like that, said I would just stand out for a few times and try to figure out like where the certain like snapshots for stuff is and where my GCD would be rolling at that time before I would ever actually tr try to go for it. Okay. And then once you've done it that way, then you get it almost every single time. But if you're just going for it without knowing if you can or not, that's when you're griefing, because most of the time you'll just straight up die. So explain a little bit more about how to know when it's safe or not. Like, what's understanding and following the snapshot? Because I don't think a lot of people understand that too well. So, like, a lot of mechanics have a, like a, a cast time off the boss that is usually when it snapshots. But like if it doesn't, there's sometimes ads that, that do it. Or there's a lot of mechanics that come after each other, but they're all the same time after each other. So like for anti-air, wide air, for example, 
or what wide angle, mm-hmm. all those mechanics happen at the same time after each other. So if you know the like snapshot between the two of them that isn't being greeted, you'll know the same thing for the one that is being greeted. So you can then put that in like if you're off the boss, you can just do like for ninja, you just do a th- you just do throwing daggers. So, so so you keep your GCD rolling, so you know where you are, and if you're able to get that or not. Okay, that's exactly what I do. Yeah, I agree 100% with that. Okay, so I, I guess my question is: uh, Is snapshotting kind of consistent over a lot of different mechanics, or is it does it vary per mechanic? It's generally consistent, but there's definitely some always. that are <laughs> yeah. different. Like yeah, most of the time, it'll be at the end of a cast, or like the start of an animation. But there's always a few things here and there that aren't that way, which you just have to learn by dying to it. Honestly, yeah, I think if you're like, having trouble with a with a mechanic, if if you just review like a, a vod or, or something like that, and just look at like visual cues or audio cues, or even just the cast bar. I mean, that's that's why I have the boss cast bar so big, so I can see maybe exactly where in that bar like i okay like if it's at this point then i absolutely have to move out mm-hmm. so just things like that yeah. can help yeah one piece of advice i think i can give is um and, and this is more aimed at the past chases i guess like people that are trying to improve as much as they can a lot of what a lot of people do is they will greed something successfully like they'll hit a GCD, they'll disengage and they'll avoid the AOE and they get it nine times out of 10. Mm-hmm. And then just randomly it won't work and they'll just die. And that's that's due to GCD misalignment and something that I have done. Um, like for example, in uh, Shiva Savage last year was I would check my GCD alignment against the cast bar prior to the one that I needed to greet on just to make sure like I, w- I would see, I would say like, if it if it gets to the start of the word, like if I hit my GCD at the start of the word on the cast bar beforehand, I know that it's safe to greed. If if I'm like halfway through the word, then I know it's too late. And so when it comes to the mechanic, I'll know if I try to greed this, I'm gonna die. And so I mean it's it's not greed if you know it's gonna work. Mm-hmm. But if you <laughs> yeah. if you see that your GCD is misaligned and you know you've clipped your GCD a couple of times up to that point, and you you have an inkling that it might not work and you go for it anyway, that is greed. Mm. Yeah, I think I think that happens to me with uh, Burnt Strike when it's lightning, that second hit. It's like if I know my GC yeah. is off by a little bit, I'm like I can't hit it. I just have to back off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's also where you see a lot of the difference between melees that are just good and the melees that are actually like really good and like great because they're the ones that know when you will die to this or not, so that so that they never die to those general melee deaths that a lot of people just mm-hmm. die to. Mm-hmm. The less you die, the better you are, right? That's kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Because like it, that one GCD will never make or break a kill for you or a parse. Like, no. like yeah, no, crit, crit, crit variance and damage variance is way too high nowadays for that to for that one GCD to ever matter enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even if you even if you mess up in your rotation somewhere, crit variants might mean you're still having a really good run, and you should continue trying your best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're you're a parse chaser, that like, <laughs> you know, you have to have. A, yeah, a... Or you, yeah. If you're just trying to self improve, even like mm-hmm. it's it's not over if you make a little mistake. You still might yeah. get your best run. 
and to you be honest, even... a lot of the time you learn more about how to be better at your job when you make mm -hmm. mistakes. You can join practice parties too. That can, if you really want to, just try and greed. That's and actually feel too bad. That's, that's what I did on Monk. Actually, I mm -hmm. went into E nine tiles yeah. practice, and then that party ended them. up going all the way to Enrage. Yeah, nice. But, and, that's another thing, really, really and, nice. That's like amazing. Just to let you know. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I, I think uh, some people need to understand that they should, they should use early practice like early prog, so maybe you're in a practice party or uh, maybe it, if you're in blind prog with your static, you should be using those early pulls to figure things out. So what Shinda said, where you, you disengage, you throw your ranged attack, there's no expectation that you're going to clear. You, like you've, you don't even know what half the fight is yet. You're not going to clear. You might as well take the opportunity to experiment. And if, you, if your rotation gets screwed up, it doesn't matter. Um, you you have many more pulls. You should be using those repeated pulls to figure out those things, such that when it comes time to clear, you you can greed safely and you can do good damage without risking anything unnecessarily. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a pretty general uh, good statement to make for everybody playing the game. Is that if you are doing practice, you know, and someone's mm -hmm. messing up a mechanic, they're trying to figure it out. You should still the stuff that you already know. Try to figure out how to make it better, you know, as you're going through. Yeah. Um, and you just kind of learn, and your DPS goes up every time that you try to make things better. So, uh, so I guess <laughs> I just saw it in chat. Todd, you just don't like jumping puzzles, man. You just oh no, they <laughs> rage. Zeph is like an expert at it, but like for me, it's just ugh, God. Like I couldn't, I couldn't finish the uh, what was that that summer fest one, like I was at the last jump and I just fell and I just like, nah, never again. Okay. <laughs> That's bad. So, one jump away. What's, what's that a uh, dungeon where you have to kind of go on the line? Uh, like, Oh, one of the first ones to forget. That was the Omega. Yeah. Yeah. It was in Omega. So you're yeah, against them adding stuff like that yeah, to Savage yeah. where you have to actually balance and maybe jump across the lines in order to get there quickly. I don't think I've ever made it across that because I've always tried to sprint and jump the gap, the gaps, and so I just get carried. <laughs> oh my god! Over that See, every I got time. really good at that one point, but ever since then I've just died every single time, or for fallen off every single time. <laughs> it's too tempting. It, it is. is. It really is. And I, I'm very sad about that because if you go in with the trust and you see Thancred just shakuching over, I'm like, why can't I do that? I know that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that would be. I, I tried that my first time in that dungeon. I'm like, yep, ah, doesn't work. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, so let's let's talk about about things that are maybe uh, underutilized with melee. Things that are not really used too often. Um, do you guys have any idea like what you can think about? Like, I always see melee not doing this, and I have no clue why they're not doing it. Um, I think, well, at least in Party Finder, I think many melee they just don't know what their faint button is. Um. And for for me as ninja, like I, I use like my, my shade shift and uh well bloodbath, but it just seems broken. But I think faint is probably the number one thing, especially for melee. They just they don't yeah. apply it correctly. Yeah. <laughs> part it. of that is also yeah, part of that is also um sometimes people do use faint, but you know that it's magic damage and it's sort of like, well, right. at least you try it. But yeah. 
the, the game doesn't really teach you the difference it between... It is really hard to understand when to use paint and when not to. You have to look at the animation and you're like, well, it looks magical. I think it's magical. So I'm I'm not going to faint that one. Like the funny I thing mean, is, like there's things like that, but then you have the Proteans in E12, in E11, where mm-hmm. the Proteans themselves are physical. Okay. Yeah, well, you, right. you can usually tell if it gives you a physical volunteer, yeah. it's physical. But it's, it's one of those things that people just don't think about because it looks magical. Yeah. But, I mean, usually, a... well, actually, that's probably a bigger point to bring up is that for people that do faint, they usually reserve it for tank busters, but there are physical raid wides. Yeah. Well, yeah, Proteans are raid wides. It hits everyone. Those, you don't often think about those things. You You don't have a lot of people thinking, well, I can offer party wide mitigation on this AOE because there, there's usually, I feel like there's a bit of a, the, uh, just the uh, idea that AOE equals magic and Tank Buster equals physical. And I think that can confuse people into not using faint or even addle the correct way because in E9, the busters are magical. And so you, you would use addle on that if you wanted to, but probably don't. Or um, better, even better just parts where there's, way. yeah, and um, even just like parts of the fight where there's like a lot of like forced mobility or like movement, um, and the tank is just taking heavy autos or yeah. physical autos, like that's a yeah. Auto list. attack feints are underrated or yeah, underrated like, as well. I know in UCUB, I would always faint like when we when you were going for the exoflares because everyone just has to move there. So like you just just in case you always want to have a faint up there so that the healers. Don't have to emergency heal. Okay. And then again, then sometimes you have autos that are magical. Mm-hmm. But all right, is faint is faint really the just it? Everybody's just I think faint's, faint. Faint's a big one, but then there's also that a lot of people just don't use bloodbath and second wind. Yeah, you gotta just use your like defensive melees set. have so much self healing. That they just never use, and then they die to a mechanic being like, "Oh, I didn't get healed." I'm like, "You have your own healing. Use it. Like, mm-hmm. if if you know that, that that you're not getting healed, just use it. Mm-hmm. And if you get healed, great. You don't die. If you don't get healed, oh, you you didn't die because you actually thought about what was going to happen rather than just letting it happen. And change shift has saved my ass seventy like so yeah. many times. <laughs> I obsessively use bloodbath, maybe even too much, like to the point where I don't have it where I do need it. Like, any time my HP drops, I'm always worried because you know how pug healers are, and so I'm always oh, yeah. trying to keep myself healthy and not rely on them. You know, uh, I will say, especially in, like, Party Finder, it can be real confusing because there's a lot of people who have, like, buffs and damage reduction and everything else to where you, like, see a mechanic happen, and then just sometimes you take more damage on this time, and sometimes you you know, the next next time you're in a different group and you take less damage or you take more damage, just because one player is playing is hitting a buff that the other team was not hitting when it was uh, going through. Yeah. Um, and so it's something that, and of course, you think my health's down. Whose fault is it? Healers. You know, it, it, it's never that that paladin isn't using a divine veil or that paladin isn't doing this or that that one melee is not hitting uh, Fane or that one. Uh, person's not putting an addle out there, right? So you're not really thinking of all these different factors that are out there. Uh, and I feel pretty bad for healers. I, I gotta, I gotta say, I really do. Uh, because sometimes they get used to that too. Yeah. Right. 
so they're healing and they're like the last group no one ever died or had a big issue now that people are dying every time what, what's what's going on right uh and half the time healers don't even talk to each other when they join a group right isn't yeah, that weird isn't that weird that you go into yeah. like a group with yeah like tanks they have to talk they have to know when to swap they have to know everything else healers are like fucking just heal everything and just <laughs> either they'll, they'll heal or usually it's, uh, you, you just have a an established chad between the two it usually gets figured out pretty fast and one of them is going to be the dps healer the alpha the other poor healer is just going to be stuck dealing with all the top up and doing everything themselves and crying for help none none forthcoming yeah the dps healer and uh, the 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 healer healer is usually what i see but yeah i don't know yeah. do you think you that there should be that. more go ahead go ahead Shania. Like even even other than, that, other than that, like you can use your movement abilities for a lot of things that people just don't. Like Shikuchi, like I said earlier, like you can save poles if you're aware of the person that needs to be in this tower died or something like that. You can teleport to that tower when that. not yeah. when not all eight people have to, and you can save a pole even if it's a lot of damage or something like that. But you can just save a pole, which is way more important. Mm-hmm. And like Dragoon has so many jumps back to the boss. They have. Elusive jump to go away from the boss. Samurai can do the same thing. Monkey go towards the boss. Like people don't utilize their movement abilities to save dead poles, basically. Even though you can save most poles if you're aware of what's happening, which is also why I always want people to learn the fight rather than learning the dance. Yeah. Yeah, understanding how it works. Uh, that's a big issue, actually, I think, with everyone overall, is that they, they just learn what they had to do to survive, right? Mm-hmm. They don't they don't learn what they can do with the fight and how to make it better, but... Uh, yeah, which is also why you, a, a lot of the time you, you hear people say, I don't know how I died, and I'm just like, well, the healer was dead, so the healer stack got put on you instead. Right. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah, no awareness of the, the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so... Let's talk about let's talk about this a little bit. I actually think that it might be a good time to talk about uh, how to prep to be a good melee. We talked about some things, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. w- what are what are some things people could do before they even start raiding to be a better melee? Um, training dummies. Yeah, that's that's oh, basically it. I mean, you want no, don't mm-hmm. you go go ahead. Uh, and just not just doing your opener, but like your ro- your whole rotation for I'd say at least like seven to eight minutes. Like at a time, mm-hmm. like not just a little bit, because then you kind of get a flow. Like you're like, all right, like this is coming up at two minutes, three minutes. Like you get like all of your your buffs uh, coming back like, once again. Like you get you get your reopener basically. Okay. You also want your positionals to be as close to muscle memory as you can get them before mm-hmm. you go in. You you don't have to be perfect, but you want to at least be pretty close. Like you you sort of instinctively know where you need to be on the boss to hit your positional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 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 less time you have to think about your rotation, the more time you can think of like mechanics and stuff like that, which is most of what raiders need need to be thinking about at that point. Yeah, and if you are like completely new to Savage, um, I see some people in chat saying this, but yes, twenty four mans and just getting familiar with the different like markers, raid debuffs, you know, stacks, spreads, uh, telegraphed, untelegraphed attacks. Uh, that's going to help you too. Yeah, that's generally what I recommend as well. You can go into easier content than Savage to practice because uh, 
things like 24 men's actually have a good amount of chaos and a good amount of <laughs> random boss <laughs> movement and things like it, you, yeah. you might deal with a terrible tank but that's actually good for practice because it teaches you how to play your your job in an unpredictable situation mm -hmm. which is a step up from a dummy like a dummy anyone can hit a dummy and learn their rotation but 24 mans and extremes depending on the fight design will uh, be a really good place to give you a more forgiving environment to learn how to play yeah and one thing i, I like to do especially when going into like extremes or 24 mans is like force yourself into a bad situation in your rotation so like use something early, use it late, so that it, so that it doesn't line up like it's supposed to, and learn how to work around that. Because in a fight, you'll very rarely get your perfect rotation the entire time. You and if you start having to think about how you're fixing your rotation, then you'll stop thinking about the fight, and you'll likely just die. Okay. So like I purposely put myself into situations that I would probably never actually be in. But that if I am ever in, in in that position, I have an idea of what I'm gonna be doing to fix it. Something I like to do is, if I, like on Dragoon, if I miss a chaos thrust or something, rather than um, reapplying, like if I'm practicing and I'm trying to learn how to play a clean rotation, rather than mm -hmm. putting it up immediately, like this is training dummy practice mostly, uh, where DPS doesn't matter. I will rather than just either jumping off the dummy and starting again which takes time because you have to wait for your cooldowns i will just pretend that i was doing something so i'll be like well this would be the chaos thrust but i'm going to skip it this time and i'm going to reapply it when it's supposed to be up it's like if you if you miss it one combo then you reapply it or, or rather if you reapply it on the next combo just remember that you need to do it one combo earlier on the next one so that it's aligned where you would expect it to be i think that's a good way to practice because you, you save yourself time. Okay. Hmm. Todd, you want to throw anything else in there? No, I think I think that covers it um, for okay. the most part. Just you know, practice your rotation and then just getting used to um, raid content elsewhere and then just hop in, dive in. Also, yeah, also, also know what your non-damage buttons do. <sighs> yeah. Um, and I guess maybe lastly, um, after you've done all that, maybe just play other roles that does help you become a better player yeah that's true <laughs> especially for melee it's like playing a tank can help a lot uh and vice versa and the other way as well. mm -hmm. so well we got a couple more topics we're going to discuss but if you have any questions if chat has any questions uh i know we have a lot of experts in chats that don't have questions at all they just know everything and they're just kind of here to judge us uh of course. <laughs> so but if you have any questions at all even if you want to talk about you know What's what's up with llamas? Room eyes at purple. You can we can have those kind of questions. Look. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, feel free to ask anything you want. Just send it through that form so it's a little bit more organized. I can't really keep up with chat and uh, everything else going on at the same time. So uh, that being said, I, I do want to ask one question: uh, the state of melee. We, we've pr been pretty positive about it. Would you say that Square Enix is finally? got to a good point outside of maybe a few things that you'd like them to change it's pretty much uh in a good place yeah i'd say so mm -hmm. yeah I yeah guess so. Uh, my personal thoughts when it comes to any job design is if you make it fun enough people will play it and a lot of people are playing a lot of melees 
like even back in Stormblood when Samurai wasn't meta, you still like it was hard to not have a Samurai in your party because of how much people were enjoying it. There's a Samurai in Stormblood. I mean, if you didn't play it, you kind of kind of a one of those uh, hipsters, right? Hey, that's that's what the expansion was for. Was for Samurai. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> and then samurai, like that. What bothered me in Stormblood was that people denied Samurai from PFs, even though Samurai was amazing for PFs. Because you never had to worry about burst timings, it was just straight up damage. So, like, it was so good for PF, but people just didn't want it for some reason. Because of the the, the stigma the of weird speed. idea that you, you have yeah. to have buff alignment that people are not even going to align anyway in a PF. Yeah, like, Samurai like, is just damage personified. Yeah. Back then, like it, it doesn't matter what the situation is, they just have to generate a Madari and then slap it on the boss. Yeah, like sure, it wasn't as good as like Ninja and stuff like that early on in Stormblood, but mm. like, and like you wouldn't really t take it to many different speeds, but like for PF, it was so good. Yeah, I think that's what a lot of people still are confused about when you go into a PF is that they bring in expectations from a solid group that's doing like you know prog and kind of doing week one week one mentality to a party finder just doesn't really work yeah um it, like you were saying earlier it's it's a solo <laughs> it's a solo game yeah. when you go into party finder it's you uh and you're just trying to figure out how to, to to improve your own little bubble of existence in that party finder and put out whatever you can the you know words of advice or whatever else but you can't change someone's play in a party finder you can't completely fix how they're they're playing the game uh, you might I often try not to. It, yeah. It, oftentimes, trying to offer people advice, even if they're accepting of it, can cause them to be so distracted by that one piece of advice you've given them that they'll mess up something up, uh, mess up something else. Hmm. So, like, if you say, "Oh, you should, you should use this thing at this particular moment," when it comes to that moment, they'll be thinking so hard about that. Like, if, if they earnestly want to take on your advice, they might mess up something else. Like that, that those sorts of pieces of advice are fundamentals that people need to fix before going into the party. Once they're there, they're going to play how they play for the most part, and you just yeah. have to take it how it comes. Yeah, that's true. All right, so we're all happy about melee. Uh, we had a melee like two expand, like one expansion ago. We we can't really expect another melee to come up in the next expansion, right? It's done for right now melee healer with I, hammers we thought right we were like, thinking <laughs> i could yeah. see it happen but i hope it doesn't i would like them to fix the gearing issue first okay yeah like right. it, it's just it's just too hard to like you, you might be a melee player but you're really just a ninja player or a samurai player for like 10 weeks or like yeah. depending on if you're pugging or in a static maybe it's 15 weeks and you're just stuck playing that one thing you could play something else but you're going to have like 10 eye levels lower and it doesn't feel good and you don't feel like you're bringing as much as you could to the party. Like oftentimes it's like, well, I could play something else that I want to play, but what if mm -hmm. this party really needs the DPS? I'm going to bring what I have geared already. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, I mean, that kind of goes in line with things that Square Enix needs to fix with the balance overall um, is the, the gearing situation. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, definitely. I can bet... With I can bet you guys like ten bucks it's going to be fixed in the next expansion. You think? I, think I don't think so. I, I think it's going to be fixed. They're gonna they're gonna do it. They're gonna make a leap where they just hope. say 
they they've they've heard well, enough of it, right? Even if they add another melee, one hundred percent, it's going to be fixed in the next expansion. They're going to change up the gear stuff. So somebody like entire entire chat's like, no, it's not going to happen. They're like, no, you have too much trust in Square Enix. Look, sometimes we have to put a little bit of trust in Square Enix. They've done some stuff. I mean, they have, right. and I I trust them to keep things balanced between the melees. I don't think that they're going to. Fix. I don't trust them to keep balance. My eyes. I don't. I don't think that's gonna happen. I think the gear, maybe. I think it's gonna get out of balance as soon as the expansion hits. But uh, I mean, give him like a patch, and I think that it'll be relatively balanced. Because as always happens, players will find better rotations than they do. That that's happened every single expansion with most jobs. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it'll get there. I mean, when they're looking at, like, the job balance and everything else, they have to be looking at the different jobs, uh, different roles and everything else, and see the issues with the gearing system currently. And that has to be a big red sore thumb right now, is the melee gearing system, right? Yeah, like, it's the only it's... role that, that can't share gear between themselves. Like, so you, you can never be a melee player, whereas you can be a caster player, you can be a ranged player, you can be a tank player, but you can't just be a melee player without having either multiple characters or taking forever to get to that point. I actually gear up my physical ranged alongside Ninja as opposed to other melees because of the sharing of the aiming accessories. That's smart, man. I I would do that if my group had me play things that weren't melee. So like... (laughs) Yeah, this is is just for my punk fun, basically. Like, if I've got Ninja gear, then my next choice... Instead of having to wait another eight weeks to uh, to play another melee as well, I can have fun on a fizz range instead, and it's not that too far off. That's yeah. sort of what it would be like with melees, between melees. I mean, you do have Monk and Dragoon sharing slaying accessories uh, and uh, Samurai as well, but then the left side is all different. Mm-hmm. And then it's not sharing at all with Ninja. Yeah, they're just the weird one, mainly. <laughs> yeah, 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 Llama. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I feel like that's going to be changed. I do. I do think every. I can't imagine it being balanced going into like everything just messes up as soon as they add new abilities uh, and they they kind of tinker around with it a little bit. The expansion messes everything up with uh, balance. I'm glad they were able to get it though. Here, yeah, you know, uh, it's been pretty solid for a good portion of the expansion. And monks, you know, at the very last savage raid have their quality of life. I'm surprised that they were that good at balancing both the reworks this expansion. Because, like, Ninja was quite balanced after the rework. Monk's quite balanced mm-hmm. after the rework. Like, I'm surprised because usually, like, in start of expansions, it takes an entire patch for them to fix everything. Mm-hmm. Like, this time it just worked more or less right out from the gate. Yeah. Well... That being said, I'm still going to go on the fun question. Tell me what's the next melee that's going to be introduced. Maybe not this expansion, but the next melee introduced to the game. Beastmaster. Is that a melee? I guess it's, it's a melee. Mean. It's a melee pet job. It's a melee pet job. Yeah, melee with pet. But that's going to be like a limited job. That's not going to be like a, a melee it job. Be, right? They could make it work, maybe. It doesn't have to be like a blue mage, right? <sighs> it's going to be like, yeah. I still, I, I still want it to be something... Where it's like, I think it's like Rune Fencer. It's called where it's basically Red Mage, but where it's mostly Aww. melee, mm-hmm. it's, with with like some ranged. 
don't know. That'd be kind of boring to me. I don't know. I mean, that's just <laughs> what I think. That's just what I think they're going to do. Because okay. I, I think that the that the hammer that we've seen would be tank. If yeah, they, we do need they even make tank. another job. Yeah. Um, all right, Seth. I have no idea. I mean, the only thing I've really heard floated was Beastmaster, but I think if you want that, you need to fix pet AI before you go further with with that concept. The way that they're fixing pet AI is like they're just making it to where it doesn't really exist. They're just actions. And there's just a graphic. Which is, there's no, that's the problem. There's no real pet job anymore. Uh, They're sort of like glorified GCDs. Yeah. It's all just GCDs off onto the side. It's, It's not... They're just getting rid of uh, pet AI completely, uh, which sucks. It would be it would be kind of cool to uh, see it in there, but it would be cool if they fixed pet AI, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the pet AI was rough. Yeah, I mean, scholar was scholar pet AI was as good as it's been in the end of Stormblood, and it's really sad they went backwards on that again, mm-hmm. where yeah. you could control the fairy while doing GCDs. Yeah, I mean, once upon a time, you could use pets to soak mechanics. You could soak stacks with pets. Oh, I remember good old days. Remove tank. No, don't don't maybe. bring it. Don't bring it. <laughs> <laughs> with no bomb stacks, you just keep yeah. removed. Tankless remove. I mean, the worst. Maybe, maybe the whole time. Oh my uh, god! It was the worst thing. I was like, "Yay, new extreme fight! I'm gonna go in here." Oh yeah, cool. I, I don't. I don't think it exists anymore. <laughs> Uh, I remember. I remember the days. Um, okay, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. It's hard. I mean, they have Soldier. They got, like, Onion Knight, I guess. You could figure that out. They could make something work, but I just really don't know what kind of concepts they have left. They, maybe they can make an original Final Fantasy fourteen job. I don't know. Maybe. I'm still waiting for Blitzball player. Ooh. <laughs> oh, no. Blitzball. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Blitzball. Oh, as, as, so instead of making the game mode, he's just like, screw it, we're just going to bring it as a job. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's the guy that throws the blitz ball at people for his attacks. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Imagine the Isn't RP macros. Is that rage though? Yeah. I mean, it, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Depends how good you are at kicking the ball, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, all right. We have we have a couple of questions here that came in. We can go over some of these questions here. Um. The, I don't. Sierra Esther asked a question. Uh, I'm not sure if this means something to one of you. If you die as a ninja, should you scream "Vouch for me" to your girlfriend who is also in the party? Next oh question. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> is that is that a thing? It, you know. They were you don't want to go there. You don't want to go there. Recently, <laughs> just uh, okay. I, I don't think you want to go there. <laughs> it was just okay. someone that supposedly doesn't make mess up mechanics. Okay. Supposedly. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, let's let's go into this next question. <laughs> uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. I just got to read it real quick to make sure it's good. Uh, okay. Oh, what is your favorite savage fight this tier as melee? And what job do you actually enjoy it the most on? Hmm. That's a hard uh, one. I'm gonna rule out nine for any of us. I think. <laughs> yeah. <that's fair. laughs> I mean, I I think it's cool, but I wouldn't do it in PF on Ninja or any melee for that matter. Dude, don't just don't do it in PF. 
Doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter what job yeah, you're I, playing on. I really like 12 um, and followed closely by 11. Those are my top two. 12, the door boss or the final boss? Oh, um, I guess, I mean, I could, shoot. I mean, I like the whole, like, I mean, phase one and two of, of 12, but um, I guess it would be, let's see, um, top three, phase one, 12, then 11, and then phase two, 12. Okay. 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 Zeph, do you have an opinion on this? Well, it might surprise you, but the the way that I consider how good a fight, how at least for me, how enjoyable a fight is long-term on melee, if I'm doing it a lot, is how difficult it is to play well, which in this case would be 9. The other ones are, are like, if you think about... So 12, I, I would say 12 door boss is my favorite fight for the tier. Mm-hmm. But if we're talking specifically melee, like... The door boss, uh, that's sort of a colored opinion. Like, I'm biased because I like the fight. But if I'm thinking mm-hmm. about how much fun I'll have doing it on melee and trying to improve and get better, I think nine is the one that offers the most replay value in terms of trying to just get good at that fight. Okay. So I think that's that would be my favorite. As, as painful as it can be, I would probably have the most fun redoing that fight, trying to get good at just doing that fight. Now, I'm going to just throw it out there. I would enjoy 9 if the griefing didn't wipe the group. Yeah. <laughs> right? If it was just like one person died, ha <laughs> got him. You know, I, that'd yeah, be but fun. That's a, but... that's a fight general thing. Just like 12, yeah. the doorbox opinion is a fight general thing, not a melee specific thing. It's true. See, it's true. for melee, I would say either 11 or the or Oracle, second part of 12. Okay. Okay. Because eleven's the one where you have to adapt the most to the boss turning generally. He does can't. turn a lot. On oh his my own. god! Yeah. yeah. So you have to like really think ahead of like where would you would want True North over other things. I would and, probably like, put eleven in a close second then. And then twelve, the Oracle. I I just think that keeping uptime for those is a lot of fun, especially when you get to like the dual APOC, triple APOC. It's a little more straightforward, though, wouldn't you say? Like, it, it's just a matter of figuring out your rotation around the downtime and making sure you get back to the boss. Whereas... But the thing is, there is no downtime on that if you do it right. Oh-ho. Yeah, well, that, that's downtime. what I mean. Like, it's, that's what I mean. Like, once you've figured it out, like, it, it's a little yeah. more straightforward than trying to figure out positionals and um, greeting GCDs around... Uh, Oh, I don't. What's the mechanical? I I want to call it hibachi because that's what we call hibachi, it. Hibachi, yeah, hibachi. Yeah, that's, that's what we call it. Yeah, burnt strike. <laughs> burnt strike yeah, like yeah. getting getting your GCDs on burnt strike and things like that, and yeah. your positional. Like that's a I little think... bit more involved and a le- a little less exact, I would say, compared to um, phase two Oracle of Darkness. I agree in that. I just really like Oracle just because of the fact that you can change the strats to get full uptime. But it's just really tight, so it's just very fun when you actually like get it done correctly. Yeah, something like, like that. I like, for triple, like for triple APOC, when you get the knockback, that snapshot's the instant you get knocked back. So if you Shikuchi is like instantly, you don't get hit. Yeah, things like that. It's AOE under her. So stuff like that, where I feel like that's the fight that has the most of that. True, a bunch of knockbacks. That is true, it does have that. Okay. Whereas, like, the only reason I would ever say nine like you did is just because 
anti-air and wide angle has some uptime stuff, but like the rest mm -hmm. of it isn't all that big for me. But that's also because I have already done most of that from the speedruns that we've done. So. Okay. Uh, I don't understand this question. Uh, I don't know if you just get memed on all the time, Seth. Uh, it's just a oh. number two in a question mark. Is that something that oh. is familiar to you two? at all? Yeah, it is. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> do you just get memed on all day? Is that is that what this is? It's it's a it's just a text to speech meme. Move on. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh. All right. So here's the next one for you, Zeph. Uh <laughs> How responsible do you feel for happy brambles? Zero. I was uh, not in favor of it during prog. Oh, really? In favor of it. No, I I didn't like it. <laughs> I still don't like it. Okay. Okay. What what's so what's so wrong about Happy Brambles? Like, is there anything like I I don't really care uh, from a clear well, standpoint. One, but... they, one they get in the way, um, and two. Uh, oh man, that that last question is now coming back to haunt me. Um, <laughs> Never mind. Um, <laughs> it's also it's not very compatible with uh, the uptime anti air. So Rin's uptime strat for for anti air. The brambles are kind of. I mean, I I don't know if you could get into your spots in time with that strat, but it would be a lot more difficult. You kind of want to open up the cardinals a little bit more so you can do like the thing is people say. I mean, happy brambles has merits. Like it's it's mm -hmm. pretty straightforward to execute. It keeps everyone pretty close together. Um, I'm trying to remember where I was going with this. Uh, uh, I oh, don't right. Know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I remember. So the G City, like, there's there's sort of a perception that you gain G Cities doing Happy Brambles, but then you have to do a downtime anti-air strat. So anything you gained in that moment has just been lost on the next mechanic. And so people will usually do a a a, a comparison between Bramble strats just within themselves. Um, like how good is this Bramble strat versus another without considering how it affects the follow-up mechanics. And it's the way that Happy Brambles affects everything else that uh, causes problems because um, they get in the way. And then also when you have the, um, what is it, second second and third art of something, or I forget the name of the mechanics, but when you have to do a, a half room, like especially at the in the later portion of the fight, when you have to do a half room dodge, mm -hmm. and then move into either a stack or a spread, which should be boss relative, mind you, not true north. Because right. why would you send a melee to the front of the boss? But anyway, um, sometimes people will put those brambles. Some of them will be really close to the boss, and someone has a really tight spot to do a spread for that mechanic or even on the second art when the boss is pulled middle if the boss positioning is not perfect they might leave it like halfway and the brambles will be right on top of someone's spot and that causes problems as well so i think opening up the middle is generally just nicer it, i think it's safer for prog and it also means you can do more uptime strats on anti-air as well so it's like if if you're losing gcds on Happy. Oh, if you're gaining GCDs on Happy Brambles, you need to think about where you might be losing GCDs elsewhere. You know, I, I need to ask Mike how he feels about having that mechan that uh, strategy named after him. I don't know. If he... Pretty sure he doesn't like it either. 
<laughs> he said he he hasn't been going into PF because it's weird joining parties that are named after him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I can uh, I can understand that. All right, all right. So, uh, do you think melee? This is for all of you. Do you think melee DPS rotations are too simple nowadays? And if yes, what would you change to make it more interesting? I think uh, some are. Like, yeah, I, I, I think Samurai's too bad. But the rest are just kind of the same thing over and over again. Yeah, the thing about Samurai is you have to count your GCDs mid-rotation. So there's something extra you're thinking about. And then you also have like mid-rotation bursts with Midares and doing Hagakure and spending your um, Kenki on Shintens or what have you. I think... Uh, uh, the other melees could probably benefit from that, just having more mid-rotation interest, which is one of the things I'm sad about with Monk in the transition from Stormblood to Shadowbringers. Um, at least, I mean, I could go on about TK rotation Monk, but in particular, I miss internal release, the 60-second crit buff, which was a separate alignment buff that Monk had that gave them a mini burst window every minute and would also align with their 90s every 60 seconds. It was just an extra thing to think about. So now Monk is... I mean, Monk is still very fast-paced. Like, you, you have to think a lot about your positionals, but once you get comfortable with that, and you know, like, because the fights are scripted, you are you sort of learn the the script for the fight. You, you have your GCDs mapped out. You're always at this spot, at this part of the fight. You're always hitting that GCD. From, from that point on, you have... Something like you have 75 seconds of relative nothingness in between your burst windows, and that's sort of what internal release used to fill. And then also the the tornado kicks back then, you had because uh, you you got to do a tornado kick every 30 seconds as well, which was another mini burst. Mm -hmm. So I I think it's important to have those mid rotation interesting parts just to keep you engaged, like even if it's not a full burst, and that would also sort of play into the idea that was brought up earlier about um, Monk being a more stable DPS, like something that just has a, a higher bottom line overall, like maybe less bursty, higher, but a, a higher bottom line of how much DPS they're constantly outputting. All right, I saw someone talking shit about Mario Kart. Don't talk shit about Mario Kart. All right, Llama, <laughs> go ahead. Do you have uh, anything to add to that? Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that would be a nice addition. I mean, for, at least with Ninja, it's just like... You got your burst every 60 seconds, and in between, you're just don't overcap Nikki, don't overcap um, your ninjutsu. It's you're just you're just waiting for that next trick. Um, so yeah, I could yeah, just some like something in between to kind of help this out. It'd be it'd be fun. Yeah, okay. I don't want it to go back as far as well. I mean, I want it to, but I know it will never go back that far. Back back to 5.08 ninja, where mm. there was like. 10 people that actually was able to consistently play it at the highest level because there was so much you had to think about the entire time that like it was so hard that I, I oh, they would yeah. never like, ever go back to that the like the extra charge of uh, Kasatsu and everything yeah. else yeah it was it was a lot like, there was six was double weaves so, in your opener it was so <laughs> hard and like I think when me and Shalfu who was the person that helped us that, that helped me make the rotation we spent literally like 25 hours that first Ooh. week trying to find something that actually was consistent. Mm -hmm. 
and like just like moving different things around like it was and like it, it got it got to the point that you had to be gcd perfect and you could not have more than like 50 ping or it was just not possible Ooh. oh well well you don't you don't have 50 ping and uh Japan, so it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I only have this... fifty ping. <laughs> like oh, yeah. so, like what they did, minimum. like what they did for Ninja, especially I think was good. I just mm. wish that they could find a in between. Would you like your poisons back? I don't care for the yeah. I, I mean, something something I would like them to bring back with Ninja is the delicate balance between. Um, I mean, I don't know how they would bring it back now with the, the current Mudra system, but the balance between Fuma Shuriken and Raiton, where Fuma was higher because it didn't clip your GCD when you right. used it, but Raiton yeah. was better if you were forced off the boss. And the thing is, and we like, still sort of kind of have that right now. But that we have that with Doton and Raiton instead. Yeah, true. It's just if you, heavily if favored in Raiton. Uh, yeah. Well, like, are you gonna yeah, let them talk yeah. about Ninja and not jump in on that? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I'm chiming in. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm trying to give you shit. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, I'm looking at uh, we got there's a couple questions in here, but we've already answered a lot of them. So I'm gonna like throughout the show we've answered them. Um, but this is one that is saying, do you think Dragoon could use uh, a personal mitigation such as Third Eye Riddle Verper Shade a Shift? think that they could definitely use it but would you want them to have it i guess is that like just one of the flaws that they should accept as playing that job or is it something that the they need? Is... i think that they should change other things rather than change that because that's yeah. going back into the whole homogenization where everything should yeah, be able to do everything it, yeah that's what i would have said the question is do you want to just make everyone do the same thing because that's sort of where tanks are at at the moment where they all for the most part can handle everything the same way and there's not really a there aren't too many pros and cons between tanks. I mean, there, there are pros and cons, but it, not in such a big way as it used to be. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. Well, there's some other questions in here. One is, uh, are you guys going to help me clear E9S? And we're not going to answer that one because I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to party finder it up sometime and not tell anybody uh, okay. and just kind of secret my way through party finder. Uh, no, I'll probably do it on Monday or something. Just let you know, we'll be at uh, six o'clock. Uh, you know, five o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday. All right. All right. <laughs> wink, wink, wink. Uh, we may or may not be there. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Uh, just in case you see party finders pop up at that point, at you know maybe. Um, let's see. And we did answer this, I believe. Uh, it. But uh, it's more of just, you know, Party Finder, you kind of stay in your own little bubble. They're asking when's the best time for Melee or any other role to use their buff windows. Is there any consideration that you can make in Party Finder with that? Because it was in re reference to Party Finder. Just on cooldown, I would say you can't rely on people to use it properly. So you just want to get as many uses as you can mm -hmm. in a run. Mm -hmm. It's a free for all. Don't don't try to rely on anything. Just just do you just do you do you. <laughs> Generally, if you just use your things on cooldown, that's going to do more DPS than anything else weird you can do. Yeah, yeah. Like that's especially you since do. you don't have like a set kill time for party find or anything. Like it's impossible for you to truly optimize with moving stuff around other than just use it on cooldown. And you just have to hope if the other players are good, they're using their stuff on cooldown too, and it just kind of lines up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, the, the, the openers hope. that people 
people if people are learning their openers from the balance or what other guide websites there are those openers are designed around creating buff alignment in the opener that's what they're for and so generally if you just follow that opener and then press your stuff on cooldown for the rest of the fight it will play into what everyone else is doing if they're all also doing the same thing yeah Okay, well, I think that's uh, most of the questions that we have here today. And we're almost at about two hours. Does it feel like we've been going for about two hours, guys? I really know. I went by pretty fast. Yeah. yeah. Pretty quick. I mean, we yeah. still have two more hours, right? Oh, shit, you're right. We got two more <laughs> hours. Uh, I guess we could, we could talk about more of who, what job has the best glamours. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I'm not the best person to ask about that. I still no. think Ninja does, but... Yeah. I have one glamour, and it's... Uh, it's, it's underwear a slime. and slime hat. <laughs> yeah, that's that's... <laughs> that's like everyone with slime hat wants to do underwear. I don't. I don't understand. Uh, I mean, that like is club or something. That is best in slot. That's best in slot glamour. Okay. Okay. Uh, any opinions on that, Todd? Do you have like a, a glamour that you work on, or do you just not care? Um, I mean, I've used a couple of glamours, um, but I I don't change that often. I think I like the um, that late Allegan PvP set. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool on Ninja. Yeah, that's and pretty good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, PvP. Not a lot of people have anything that's from PvP. That's probably the only time I would I would do PvP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, you know what? I, I, I'll take it. I'll take it. I, I don't know if you guys know my history of PvP at all, but I'll take it. I'll, you know, I'll accept yeah. it. I, I'm hoping, you know, PvP is going to change in the next expansion, and it's going to be a whole new life to it, and everything's going to be great. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's kind of sad that there's not much PvP, like, did, of a scene in this game. Did you guys play PvP at any point as Melee? I have tried mm. it, but I've never done it with, like, an actual group, so I never really got into it too far. Okay. okay. I've done it here and there, just not seriously. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, nothing guys. organized. Uh, so on on the note of positivity, with PvP is going to be better. Uh, 2021. Let's just be positive about shit, man. Let's just everything's going to be good, right? We're just going to everything. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's going to try their best. If things don't work out how we hope, we can hope for it. If it doesn't happen, you know what? They tried their best. I'm sure. Okay. We we got to <laughs> yep. be. We're we're trying to recover from the the worst year of most people's <laughs> life, <laughs> so we're, we're we're trying to go into a good a good year here. Um, so you know, Squarings is going to fix the gearing stuff for melee. Things are probably going to stay balanced, right? Things are going to be great going into. We're going to have an expansion this year, surely, mm-hmm. surely. Yeah, um, it, it's going to be great. What'd you say, Fan Fest is going to come back. Yeah. So, do we really think it's going to come out this year? Unless you're just uh, going along with the positivity thing. Yes, I do think. It's I think be it out will either way. Yeah, no matter okay. what, it's going to be out. I don't know about I 16, wanna... but I do know that the expansion will be out this year. Yeah, but the, the expansion will probably be, I, I would guess, sometime in winter. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be all the way in winter. I think it might be in fall. Well, uh, in a the positive way. Because the thing is, they still have 5.5 left. Then they have. Potentially a 5.55, like they always do. Yeah. You... So that's like six months at least. Yeah. So, so we have another... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was, go ahead. I was just going to say that I'm expecting 5.5 in like March. 
is my yeah. my goal like early uh, March and then if you add six months it's gonna be late April I think he said April there's 17 no weeks on April. from you don't think no. so no apparently no, precedent precedent is apparently 17 weeks on from this is secondhand knowledge so I don't know for sure but apparently 17 weeks on from the savage tier I think I think that's what was said which puts it in April we'll see I put we'll it see. like mid-April doesn't it if it's in mid-April and you add six months to it, we're expecting an October release of the expansion. Yeah, it's, it's a long tier again. All right. Yeah, it's going to be... But we do have, we do have an <laughs> ultimate It's still going to be shorter, with, probably, than the last true. year. Yeah, uh, We'll have an ultimate. We will have an ultimate. We'll have ultimate. We'll also be getting more Bosha stuff soon, won't we? Yeah, we're going to have yeah, Savage Bosha, which... Yeah, the normal and Savage. Yeah. No clue yeah. what that's going to look like. That. No clue. Like, I, I don't want to, like do any world race tracking for it i'll keep i'll yeah. keep it in the back of my head because it could just be an extreme right yeah. it could be just a 24 24 man extreme mm -hmm. yeah well, so if it's true. if it's like uh Baldessi and arsenal it was more like a the world race was more like a a friendly region v region competition like it, it wasn't people weren't really taking it seriously it wasn't like oh we have to beat x or y region it was just sort of like it, i i remember watching on twitch um, the the Japanese would get to the final boss, and then everyone would just go onto the the Japanese streams and cheer mm -hmm. them on, and then they would wipe, and then everyone would pile onto the NA streams, and everyone would cheer them on, and it was sort of like this friendly back and forth competition. It wasn't too serious, and I actually quite enjoyed watching that. It's going to be more serious yeah. this time. Probably. <laughs> so so yeah, now, so yeah. now that now that we know what the last one was like, because we sort of didn't know what we were getting with Baldessi mm -hmm. and Arsenal at the time until it was upon us. Yeah, this is a structured 40... Is it 48-man for Savage? I right? think it's 48, yeah. So, yeah. And yeah. 24 for normal, isn't it? Yeah, and so people can plan for this, right? So people are yeah, going to plan true. groups and try to see what they can do. There are going to be only a handful of groups out there planning it, but there's going to be a handful of serious groups trying to clear it first. Uh, yeah. But again, I mean... If you have a really hardcore organized group going into a 48-man Savage, what does that look like? Does it look like a difficulty of what Extreme is? They clear it in two hours and it's done? Or is it, you know, they it takes days? I There's no way to predict it at this point. Well, Bold Destiny and Arsenal took, I can't remember, was it at least two days? It was day two at we least. We had to level up too, right? How, how long beyond that? Yeah. 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 But like, it, it did take a long time to prog because there were a lot of hidden puzzles like it puzzle mechanics that had to be solved like for the dungeon as a whole mm -hmm. and if people are more organized going into it then it may go by more quickly especially if you don't have to worry about instance fishing and um, yeah like getting everyone in and that sort of thing like if you can just go in with a group where everyone is on the same page if it like if Baldessi and Arsenal came out again and we just pretend we didn't know anything about it it would probably get cleared a lot faster because people would be better organized yeah so it, it probably will get cleared, probably within the day, I would say. Yeah. Within Which, half a day, maybe. I mean, that's still World Race trackable, but, like, uh, my fear would be the two-hour thing and just there not being a lot of stuff out there that's... Yeah. Uh, it, it wouldn't make it too great. Uh, that being said, that being said, um, <laughs> we could, you know, the, we're going to do two hours, but we're done with Melee. We're just going to start talking about all the other shit coming up. <laughs> right? um, that's fun. 
But yeah, no, I, I appreciate everybody coming on. You guys have been amazing for a Melee show. It's been a while. I wanted to wait a little bit and let all the kind of Melee stuff sink in and the World Race stuff to kind of calm down for me so I could have a good spot. And this has been an excellent show. You guys did fantastic. Surprised me. I thought it was going to be shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm getting trying. Yeah. trying our best. I mean, yeah. Llama, uh, Sheen, it's your first time coming on. You both did fantastic here. Uh, Thank you. You know, it, it's, it means a lot. And Seth, I'm glad I brought you back. I had my doubts at first, but, you know, <laughs> you came back on. Uh, and I do want to personally thank you again, Seth. This is just my own little thing. It's the, you know, for the world race stuff when we were doing that, uh, everybody kind of getting and letting us see those point of views because we did use those point of views a lot on the stream. So thank you for oh, yeah, that's that good. too. I didn't get to watch, obviously, because I obviously. was in it. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, that's good you got to use it. Yeah. Um, and with that being said, uh, I would like all of you to have your last words and anything that you would like to say to people out there in the world and uh, where people can find you and everything else. And I'm going to do the same thing clockwise, so that means, Sheen, you'd go first. All right. Well, you can find me on Twitter, on Discord, like at Sotacton. Why is your name that... completely different? Because I, I, I used Sotactin way back in the day for stuff, and I just never mm -hmm. changed it because it was just normal. That was like my profile name for everything. Mm -hmm. But it, when I started MMOs, I just wanted a game that, I mean, a name that was more of an actual name, not just kind of like a random thing. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. So. Okay. So, and that's, uh, and you don't do, you do do streaming, actually. You do have some streaming. Yeah. Stuff. I so. stream, mostly, I'll just stream raids. I don't really stream much outside of that. But sometimes I will stream, like, back when I was doing dungeon speedruns with Svi, stuff like that. But I just kind of stream whatever. When I feel like it, it's not anything set in stone. <laughs> I'm going to get it eventually. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. I got it. I it's got like, it. <laughs> it's like she. It's like Shindo, Shania, Zotakton, yeah. yeah. It's it. This happens oh, every man. time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and did you say? Sorry, I was busy trying to figure out how to type that. Uh, did you say? Uh, did you do a shoutouts to anyone? Uh, I did not, but I'd like to thank you, Momo, for recommending me. I heard, mm -hmm. and for everyone in general for just being nice and actually like helping me out when i have questions in whatever discourse i'm in and all that kind of stuff because mm -hmm. okay. i still learn from other people yeah uh, i think that's a, a good point too is that everybody's always learning right it's it doesn't yeah really doesn't really stop um all right llama would you like to go um sure well um you can find me on Twitch, you know, slash Lama Todd and mm -hmm. Twitter at Lama Todd. I usually so easy. stream. I know I, <laughs> I stream late in the evenings, Degen hours. Um, if you're, if you're looking to try to step into savage content and you know, I got you covered and I, I'd like to first off, just give a shout out to my wife, Mrs. Lama, who's been like my biggest supporter helping me out. And, um, to the friends I've made, um, this year recently um, with Rin and Darian and, and uh, Comey, uh, all great people. And of course my, my raid team on primal uh, with Leon, Leon Dragneel and the gang. Uh, yeah. We've, we've taken, taken out a bunch of ultimates and went through the tier. So it's, it's been a good one. So yeah. thank you all. Mm -hmm. 
I think it was Leon that actually was like, hey, you need to check out Llama. Look look at Llama's stuff. I try to <laughs> support. I, I don't remember if it was him or someone else. It was a while back, actually. Uh, anyways, Zeph. Oh, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, you can you can find my Twitch at, well, I'll put it in chat. Okay. Uh, Zeph Zayora, and my Twitter is at Zeph Z, so it's just cut out the the end of the surname. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'll, I, I stream a lot, some okay. would say. And uh, I, I do speedruns. Well, I will when I get gear. Um, and I like working on strats, strat diagrams. I try and come up with stuff that I think will be good for PFs and uh, also good for uptime. I try and find a good balance. And uh, so you can, you can find my diagrams on Twitter. I usually put stuff on there. Um, and I just want to give a shout out to my raid team, Oversleepers, because they are a joy to play with, and I hope we get to continue playing together for a long time. You guys are great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hopefully they don't kick you out or anything. That'd suck. That'd be embarrassing. <laughs> uh. <laughs> There's a scheming behind my back. They're, all, they're already like, oh, that's Zeph guy. We need to get rid of him. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, thank you all for coming on. You've been a blast again. Um, just my fat, quick little fast bits here to end the show. Um, we are doing a Mog Talk next weekend. Uh, it is the donation incentive. That was the end of the charity event for the Glamour episode. Um, where I am uh, required to wear a Makote outfit <laughs> and makeup. So Nice. Oh my god. Uh, I'm excited for that. <laughs> yeah, that that will be the the final bit of the donation incentives that I will be uh, fulfilling. So, uh, can we get you on the front page somehow? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, but no, I the costume came in a little bit earlier than I thought, and so we're gonna bring on some people to uh, talk about glamour while wearing cat ears and stuff. So, if you guys want to see that, please be here next week. It'll be at the exact same time, two p.m. Uh, PST, 5 p.m. EST, 10 p.m. GST, and I, I think it's maybe 7 a.m. If you're in Japan for some reason and you're watching this, I don't know. I, I've been going through time zones so much, uh, I can't keep track of it anymore. Uh, that also being said, thank you very much to the chat, everybody that came in. Thank you very much to my wife, Kiara, who uh, puts up with my bullshit. I mean, I, to go back to Lama's <laughs> point there, it is always important uh, to thank the people that are around in your life while you're doing streaming because that does affect everybody. And, and she, she puts up with it pretty well. So uh, thank you very much, Karar, for that. Uh, and then thank you, Andre Kane, for the intro and the closing music that I use for the show. And uh, yeah, everybody, thank you guys so much. We will be back later. I mean, we're going to do a raid, a host here. I do have one little video for you guys to watch at the end of the stream. This is for everyone who supports uh, on the Patreon and everything else. Uh, but until next time, remember, be good. Keep cool. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Great wave. Bye. You gotta say wave. Llama, you got to wave with me. You're the only one there. <laughs> I'm also waving. <laughs>
why not? Why not just have a guitar here and make it look like I'm going to play a guitar? Um, I figured you guys would appreciate that a lot. But, you know, who I do appreciate, I absolutely appreciate the people who uh, support the show by doing their Patreon support. Uh, the only reason you're seeing this video is because they do support the show so much. Uh, and so let me go ahead and uh, name them out. Dude, it's Antonio. Great friend of the channel that has done a lot of moderation and a lot of other things uh, to help the channel grow. There's Super Miu, who works with the Team Craft website. Uh, awesome website if you're into crafting at all. Then there's Nimic, uh, who runs the Ock Morning website. Uh, you guys should definitely check that out if you're looking to get more information on rating. And then, of course, there is Tag. Uh, who also supports at this tier, who has done a lot with moderation and with the World Race event and other things. So, uh, I, this video is purely here because they support at such a high level. Uh, it's an incentive. You guys have no reason to support as much as they do. Uh, but, of course, I am a man of my word. So, that's why I'm doing this video. I would like to say uh, thank you to everyone who has supported the show. Uh, I know it's been... <laughs> kind of crazy coming back and trying to figure out all the ins and outs of everything um and uh next week we have a very interesting show that i hope you all tune in for um that was a part of the donation incentive i would also like to say uh well donation incentive from the world race i would also like to say uh we did raise an extra uh twelve hundred dollars uh through twitch uh, revenue that we donated uh, just yesterday to uh, Child's Play. So that is over now. Thank you, everybody, who helped support that. Um, and until, you know, next time, be good, keep cool, stay frosty.